Sirius XM. Oh. Ah, good morning. Hi-o. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good this morning, you know. Uh, I was so tired yesterday. Uh, going into the studio almost wiped me out, but uh, I went to bed early. I, I put on an episode of Yellow Jackets. Unlike most men, I uh, did not watch the Jets. Uh, oh. And... Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, I know everyone's all bummed out about Aaron Rodgers. What they pay him? Like, uh, what was the number? Seventy-five million. Million. Yeah, for two years, and then he got injured after four, you know, four plays. Howard, that's guaranteed money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe uh, you know it's a weird thing with that. I, I I think if it wasn't guaranteed money, he wouldn't be that injured. (laughs) I truly believe that. You think he got injured on purpose? No, it's a psychological thing, too. No, the injury's real. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think in the old days, and again, I'm not advocating this. I like to see players be paid well. And, and certainly, if you're going to go out there and get you know mutilated in the NFL, someone ought to get paid. A lot of the uh, lower-rung players, they get injured, and then they're out. They don't even get paid that much money. The NFL is, I think the NFL is the most unfair, bullshit fucking organization that is anti-player. Uh, I mean, it's a basically uh, a monopoly that they 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 fucking hose these guys. I mean, Isn't how could how could you play NFL player right now who, uh, you know, got severely injured in a construction accident and is in I don't the know. hospital fighting for his life? You don't know about that? I don't yeah, know about it's a it. Big story. Yeah, he's a former NFL player. I was like, wait a minute. He got. Injured on a construction job, so he didn't have any money after football, and he's doing construction. Those dudes are some of the best athletes, gladiators. L- listen, if I had a kid who wanted to be in athletics, I'd either teach him golf or tennis so they could have a life. I mean, uh, football's the dumbest fucking sport. You take a masterful athlete like Aaron Rodgers, and of course he's going to get injured. I mean, it shouldn't shock anyone. There's... A guy's holding a ball, and from out of nowhere, somebody knocks him down. And these guys weigh over almost 300 pounds, some of them. And they come in at at, at some of the fastest speeds. It's like getting hit by a car. The guy came at him from behind. He didn't even see him. Right. You know, with that first takedown. So it's not surprising to me that Aaron Rodgers is injured and out. It's just, and and I'm glad he's going to get paid because he just basically probably ended his career. uh, And uh, why not get paid? But I'm just saying, now I sound like OG. I'm just saying. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? World. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even want to say anything about it. It's just I don't care. I mean, I would like to see the Jets win. I'm a, a Jets and Giants saying. fan because, uh, you know, you know me. I wait till the end of the season. And if the Jets or the Giants are in it, I root for them. Right. But uh, Gary, Gary was giving me uh, the Jets are cursed today. And I said, yeah, well, who knows? It, it's a shame because it's a pretty good team, but they do need a quarterback. And and the backup guy, I guess, can't get it done, right? That Zach well, dude. Well, they won did, the game last night, yeah, Howard. I know they did. They they won't win the Super Bowl with, with, with Zach Wilson. He just doesn't have the tools. But, Howard, they did what you tell every New York owner to do. Go and spend the money. And they yeah, spent they the did. money. And then this but in football... Happened. And football doesn't matter because one shot and you, you yeah. break the guy's leg. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, they think it's an it Achilles uh, yeah. problem, which right. would be the end of the season for him. Yeah. 
you know, the sport is basically take a guy and have him dance in the middle of the freeway and hope he doesn't Run get hit by a car. Run away from other guys and try to throw a ball at the same yeah. time. <laughs> and if you think I'm being a douche or a pussy, the average NFL career is 3.3 years. How could a master yeah. athlete even depend on it? I know, I know. So Tom Brady's a, a, a freak. He... Uh, you somehow got odd. through it. Yeah. yeah, he's odd. He's the one man who's who got through it. But hey, it's so fucking dumb that sport. You take the best guys that you want to watch. In fact, uh, five of those uh, games were scheduled this year because the the Jets and they had Aaron Rodgers. They had right. him on in prime time. Now they're yeah, like, what the, the fuck? This is the first time they've been in on Monday Night Football in how long, Gary? A pretty long time. A pretty long time. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. they ha- the, the Jets have the longest run in the NFL currently without making the playoffs. It's been twelve years. Since they've been, it's longer than any other team. So this, I'm telling you, Howard, the the excitement for last night was off uh, off the hook. It was like people were going nuts, and it all happened so fast. It was just it like you couldn't be- you couldn't believe it. Didn't Aaron Rodgers come like running in with the 9/11 flag, you know, celebrating 9/11 and giant American flag? It was they were they were, they were honoring 9/11. He led the charge like a like you know like he was running into a battle. He had the flag and fireworks were going off and it was exciting. And then he comes on the field. He didn't even throw the ball. It was the fourth play. I mean, you couldn't even believe how you couldn't even believe it. It just, just right. you couldn't even believe it. Yeah. Well, well, the Bills obviously said, let's ruin their great time. <laughs> let's, <laughs> yeah. let's tee off on Aaron Rodgers. Let's not yeah. even let him play. They didn't even I tee mean, off on him. But the, you know what the, I mean? like, the, it's like they're, the, that sport cannibalizes their own best chances. In other words, yeah. Aaron Rodgers playing is going to bring in big money in advertising. And they put him in a situation where he got hit by a car, basically. And uh, didn't even see it coming. And it's the dumbest fucking game. I mean, I love watching it, too, but it's barbaric. And it's like, how can you depend on it for a career? It's But, insanity. you know, the, the thing is, they're dealing with young guys who don't rem- realize how vulnerable they are. Yeah. And that they're, they, they can break until it happens. You're right. Thank God football players are dumb as rocks. It's so great. <laughs> you talk about dumb as rocks. Yeah, I, I got to play the OJ clip, too. But go ahead, Gary. <laughs> I, was say, I do have to say that I'm, uh, I agree with you, but the NFL has spent the last 20 years changing rules like crazy to protect the quarterback. And here's the other crazy thing. Aaron Rodgers barely played in the preseason, which is where you're supposed to get better. Right. So he wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's played, a big mistake. Yeah. Well, it once was you a start... smart thing because he was going to get hurt as soon as he stayed, stepped out on the field. Well, once you start thinking like that in football, I mean, well, you know, listen, you don't stand you got a chance a problem. in football. Yeah. yeah. If you're worried about getting hurt, you're going to get hurt. It's weird. Um, well, this is the other thing about, you know, the older quarterback, the older anybody, 39 years old, you know, at 20, that might not have been an injury. Right. You know, at 22, that might not have been an injury or, you know, just a little sprain or something. But at 39, after years and years of wear and tear, Things break. Yeah. Well, anyway. Sorry, Gary. Actually, yes, sorry to all of us. I know that great season you envisioned. Well, we're 1-0. We're, 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 we're tied for first place. So, well, and the season hey, now. Know, 
any chance Zach can uh, sort of rally and pull it, the team together? He's got a good team. The only thing, the only thing that uh, that I think might work is he worked with Aaron Rodgers uh, all summer, and he did get a little bit better. And they, they showed, he, you know, so that's the other thing. Uh, the Jets were featured on that show, Hard Knocks. Yeah, and there were times where Aaron was on the sideline, and he's in Zach's ear telling him what to do, and it seemed to help. So I'm mm. hoping that maybe Aaron could become something of a coach to this kid and make him better. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, so no more Aaron Rodgers. I was just going to mention that. Well, OJ. there's going to be an MRI today. They haven't completely diagnosed mm. the situation yet. He's probably thrilled. He's going to get $75 million for two years and he doesn't have to play. It's He's thrilled. He's probably like, hey, Doc, I'll give you a million dollars. Just tell him I can't play. Tell him it's you know a career-ending injury. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just, I, you know, he's got to get the doctor that said Trump weighed uh, two two fifteen and he's six foot five, <laughs> or, the, or the, the the doctor who, uh, what was it when uh, when Trump got COVID during the uh, pandemic said, oh, he's fine. You know, like something like right, that. I don't right, know. Right. You know yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, oh, anyway. He, well, also, he had the most, uh, you know, remember they gave him some test and yeah. he was the most, you the know, most he with was the it. most with it person on the planet. You know, he's he's more with it than anybody. Anyway, uh, you know, who I feel bad for is that Zach guy, the backup quarterback. He thought he was going to get paid without having to do a thing. Now he's got to get to work. He's yeah, like, it's all on his shoulders now. Yeah, he's got to be Aaron Rodgers. That's what everybody was expecting. I watched the game. I go, God, these guys are some of the greatest athletes that ever lived, and they all get fucked up. Hey, here's a guy who says he played in the NFL. Jack, hey Jack, how do you say your last name? Jack Muhort. Uh, Muhort. Mu- yeah. Muhort. It's kind of, kind of messed up. Muhort. I'm like Mary using WHR. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a mess. But yeah, I played for four years in the NFL. Had a bunch of knee surgeries, got pretty well mangled, uh, you know, tore, tore triceps tendon, all sorts of ankle sprains and things like that. So played just above the average, but man, it is a, uh, it's a violent sport. And I will say the league does take, there are programs in place that do take a little bit better care of you than sometimes advertised, but it is, uh, it, it is violent. Yeah, well, the point I'm making is most people assume if a guy played in the NFL, he's a millionaire. And I got buddies who actually have played in the NFL, and they ain't millionaires. They're out working uh, real hard. They're doing, you know, regular jobs because uh, they don't, you know, they didn't make the money you think they make. Yeah, and um, you know what, Jack? I bet growing up, you were one of the most masterful athletes, probably just incredible and for the, you now well, to have mangled body, and how many knee surgeries did you have? Seven knee surgeries. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I was I was you know one of these. I played offensive line, so I was a masterful athlete. A generous uh, generous assessment of my job, but I mean, yeah, I'm sitting in a parking garage right now, ready to go into a meeting and and start selling title insurance. So I, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the the published I mean. the published figures the published figures. I mean, that's one thing, but then what actually you know, gets deposited in your bank account is is much different. I think, you know, people see those, those advertised figures and it's just, it's not the case. You know, a lot of guys, most guys, you know, not the Aaron Rodgers and the the star quarterbacks of the world. You know, we got to go out afterwards and pick up the pieces and figure out who you are after the game. You know, obviously you get to live a dream and it's awesome, but there's life after you turn the page and um, it is, 
you know, when you get beat up like that, it's uh, and it gets taken away. It is a strange feeling. Did you try to like get a job with the NFL, or were you shocked like when you had all your injuries and you couldn't play anymore that like you you don't hear from anybody or you know what I mean? It's got to be weird. It, I had good people around me. I'm really lucky. Um, I, you know, good parents, good support system. So I always. I always like had the end in mind. I knew it would end someday. My old man would always say, someday you're going to be living in Ohio selling title insurance. <laughs> That's where I ended up. Um, <laughs> He's like he a fortune teller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I graduated from a good school. Um, I got a master's degree that was paid for by the NFL. So I, you know, I, I was referencing those programs earlier. You know, I, I did invest in some personal development just because I knew how violent the game was. And I knew yeah. that on the other side of this thing, I'd have to, I'd have to, you know, keep going. Yeah. yeah Howard, the guy I was talking about, he's a former NFL wide receiver and a Syracuse standout, Mike Williams. He's in a Tampa hospital with injuries. He suffered on a construction job uh, yeah. when it, there was an accident. And uh, for a while he was on life support. That's how serious the construction injury injury was, but they say he's off life support now and is responsive. But yeah. yeah, he was on, he was in the NFL. You know, it's weird, Jack. Like if you had just been pushed into like tennis or golf or something, you could still be a professional athlete. Fucking football, man. They end that career. Like, like you said, you had four seasons. You actually beat the odds. Most guys have three seasons at the best. Yeah. And I got really lucky. I was, I was picked high in the draft. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of things. I, I feel like I overachieved, but you do have those moments where you're laying in bed and, you know, all I wanted to do my whole life was play in the NFL. And then you get to live that dream. And then all of a sudden it's done. It's like, wow. Yeah. I wish I would have had better hand eye coordination, played golf or tennis or been able to throw a baseball fast because maybe you still, you get to be living that dream, but I can't complain. And, you know, I, like I was saying earlier, the league does have, it, they do take a little bit better care of you, but still, I mean, it's, you still got to, put one foot in front of the other after the fact and, and go out there and be a contributing member to society. So um, and I'm not complaining by any means. I, I got a great head start, but like I said, I'm I'm going in to sell insurance at 7.30 in the morning right now, so it is, it's a strange feeling. When you first leave the NFL and you're used to that kind of like, you know, hey, they, they take such good care of you and you're a superstar, you know what I mean? You're part of a big team. Then all of a sudden you got to go to a regular job. Are you at first like really super angry, like fuck these, like like you're fighting it, like fuck them, you know what I mean? Like what what do they mean? I'm selling insurance, you know what I mean? Do you get really angry? Yeah, and I hear you talk about being on the set of the movie and, and you're living this, you're in this bubble. It's it's like uh, it's almost not even real, and that's what it's like playing pro sports. You, you're so catered to, and every meal, and you're, you're flying on charters every week, and. You're getting to go to events that you never dreamed you get to go to, and then concerts and shows, and then you get chewed up and spit out, and, and um, it, it does create, I think, a level of bitterness. Um, but then you, you kind of realize that you got to you got to defeat the ego side of it and say, wait, who, you know, who do I think I am? You know, I, I'm not I'm not Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm just this fat dipshit from Ohio that somehow lucked out and got to do this thing for a little bit so it, it is tough and um i stayed away from the game you know I, I didn't get into coaching like a lot of guys got into i'm doing a little bit of broadcasting stuff or some local universities here but you know it, it did take a while for me to 
kind of swallow the fact that the game was done with me and it didn't quite end on my terms. Um, so it is difficult, and that bitterness is there. It, it subsides after time, but it is certainly still uh, it rears its head every once in a while. Yeah, you make a really good analogy to the um, to the movie set. When I was on that movie set for four months, I felt like the king of the world. They coddled me because they, they had invested millions of dollars in my story and making the movie. And I mean everything. Like they made sure I got there. They, you know, like everything. Any, if all of a sudden I, I needed a ping pong table, it appeared. If I, what if I, they built me an apartment at the set so that I could be there longer. And and then when it was over, I got really depressed. Like I had to go back home and be a, a regular guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and that's the same feeling. It's living. People ask all the time, like, "What was it like?" It's, it's like I got to be a teenager and, and you know not have you know. I, I tell people I could go months without going to my mailbox. You know, nothing nothing really mattered besides as long as you were doing your job on the football field. Everybody did everything in their power to cater to you and make sure that you could deliver the best product on the football field. And and it is so. It's so fun, and in, in, the, in the moment, it's intoxicating. And again, I've heard you describe the movie set a lot of times. It really just resonates with me because that, that is truly how it feels. So, yeah, I mean, and then all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled out from under you, and it's not there anymore. And, you know, you got to go pay for a Gatorade at the at the corner store when you've had it free for so long. It's just it is it is a tough pill to swallow. But, again, yeah, it sure if you ever have had that experience, just- is great the first and place. you know what and but you know what else Jack? Rem- does he get recognized is he confronted with uh you used to be somebody all the time um i, I live in my hometown so i probably get a little bit more of that than i would if yeah. i was still living in my nfl city or um i played at a big school here in ohio where the fans are rabid so i, I probably get it more than um I should, but, you know, I wore a helmet, so if, if people see my last name, you know how fucked up my last name is. So people see yeah. they say, wait, hey, you know, they do the finger, the thing, the Kevin Hart finger snap. But wait a second, I know that guy. You know what? I was thinking, like, with my radio career, like, I got to have a 45-year career. And in some ways, it's still not enough for me, you know what I mean? And Yeah, yeah. And, like, you got the dream... You made it to the big radio station, so to speak. And then like three years in, it's all ripped out because the fucking football is so brutal. Now you have a knee surgery. It's like, oh, my God, I don't, I would have a hard time. Deal- like, I mean, hey, I got to be on the radio for three years. And then it's like if the FCC had won and got me thrown off the air and I never got to realize all and the stuff. And you had to go I- get a regular job. Yeah. And then, and then I go show up and I'm like. Hey, Howard Stern, aren't you the guy who used to be on WNBC, but you got fired? And I used hey, to listen to you. My dad yeah. used to listen to you. Yeah, well, well, and I'd be like, well, how much do you want the extra sauce on your burger, sir? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and it is. You know, it, it yeah. does create some resentment when you're we're sitting here. You know, I, I'll be getting motherfucked by a customer or something, and it's just like you want to you want to say, man. Do, do you know what I used to do for a living? But it just right. it doesn't matter anymore, and it, 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 it kills you sometimes and eats at you. And that's that's a battle that you got to fight. But um, I, I mean, I got to do it right, and, and the reason that I have that I yeah. feel that resentment yeah. is because yeah. I had the opportunity. So you know, I try to spin it. You know, you can hear me doing it right now. I try to spin zone it for myself, but it is it's tough. So I mean, 
it, I, I wouldn't change anything. Um, but you know, it, it's it's just what you got to deal with on the other side of it. And I'm not I'm not an anomaly. Most guys, you talked about the average is three point four years. It's it's the story for most. Lightning's got to strike for you to have a career like Aaron Rodgers or some of these guys. Um, yeah, who've done it for a long time. Everything's got to go right for you. Yeah, I think about my brother-in-law sometimes. My, I, you know, Beth's brothers are such great guys. Two of them, both of them, got uh, full ride scholarships. Uh, one guy played for Paterno at Penn State. The other one uh, went to University of Vermont, played basketball. Uh, you know, and uh, you know these guys were master athletes. They didn't even get to go pro. And yeah. sometimes I'll turn to them, and and they both have good jobs. They got their MBAs and everything, and they. Uh, they work for good companies, but I go, man, when you're when you're doing your regular job, do people realize you guys were like elite athletes and and they're but like, they, they would they, pay to come see you do what you do, yeah, and they're like, yeah, who gives a shit? But but I I, I give a shit, <laughs> I give a shit. I, I, yeah, you know, and, and, yeah, it's funny though, and you think because of the skills you develop playing sports or. Or you know the, the the leadership skills or what have you. As soon as you get out into the professional world, you're going to be Gordon Gecko, and then you soon realize that. Wait a second, me knowing the X's and O's of a football playbook, you walk into a meeting with somebody, you still have no expertise on the other side of the thing. I, I had no no business experience, no real experience. So yeah, people go, oh, okay, that's cool, that's what you did. Anyways, like what what value can you really offer me here? And then. You know, that's why I went back to school and got a master's degree. I, you know, I, I have some catching up to do. I got to live in this bubble, but I, I got to I gotta figure out how to be a real person here. So it is, yeah. that's another challenge, too. Hey, Jack, it's bad news. Uh, wait, wait, Robin, what, what, I got bad what? news. Uh, Jack's what? boss is on the phone. Hold on a second. Yeah, you, uh -oh. Jack works for you, sir? Jack, your 10-minute break is over. Get the fucking coffee. Get back to work. I don't pay you to chit chat. I pay you to sell title insurance. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, uh, listen. Uh, let me just say, Jack's been helping me out on my show. He's talking about the NFL and stuff. Can you give him five more minutes? Title insurance? Uh, no. no. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> Jack, get back to work. Uh, please, sir, don't uh, fire Jack. You know he was in the NFL. I mean, come on, man. Well, get your shitty knees and start moving. We're here to sell. I don't pay you to reminisce. Do your goddamn job, uh, uh, you uh, big right, I'll, I'll, don't, I'm sorry. Loser. <laughs> Jesus. Jack, I'm sorry, man. I didn't get, mean to get you in trouble with your boss. You know, it's it's funny, but that it, it's that is kind of how it is. You know, I gotta I gotta pull the wheelchair out of my trunk right now and wheel in and go suck talk to sell insurance. So it's uh. I, I, I wish you. I, I wish it wasn't like that, but Chris, unfortunately, it's a little more like that than than you think. So, uh, hey, Jack, do I do I need both uh, an owner's and a lender's policy for my title insurance? <laughs> Absolutely, and every endorsement that we can offer you, you need them. All right. Well, listen. Let me tell you something. You did beat the odds, Jack, because seventy eight percent of former NFL players have gone bankrupt or are under financial stress within five years of retirement. So you were one of the smart ones. You went back, got the MBA, and now you're doing okay. And uh, uh, good to talk to you, man. Really super talking yeah. to you. Well, well I was going to say, Howard, this is like the Rambo argument. You know, they gave him millions of dollars worth yep. of equipment to run, and then he comes home and people are spitting at him. People yeah. spitting at me. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack, I feel the pain. Believe me, man. Yes. I get it. 
All right, we Jack. All love understand. you guys. Love you, Howard. Love you, Fred. Love you. Love you Robin. too, Jack. Love you, Gary. Jack. Jack Muhart, who uh, played in the NFL for the yeah. for Robin's Baltimore Colts. Okay, it's later, over, Jack. Johnny. Love you guys. Bye. It's over. Where'd you Where'd you play college ball? Oh shit! I like that guy. I could talk to him for a oh, while. Ohio yeah, State. Ohio. Uh, oh yeah, he said he was from Ohio. Yeah. Very but, cool. Yeah, that is the story of most football players. Yeah. So much to talk about, but uh, I do. Oh, OJ. So, of course, you know, listen, yesterday was, of course, one of the worst days in our nation's history, 9-11, where these fuckers pulled off finally blowing up the World Trade Center. They had tried before. I remember during the Clinton administration. They almost yeah, they got tried with, with a truck. You know, yep. they got the idea. No, you got to be up in the air. Yeah. So then they did fuckers. it with planes. Yeah. And, you know, we did give them a beat down, but uh, I don't know if it did any good. But at least we killed Osama bin Laden. But it's hard. It's hardly satisfying when you realize those dickwads got away with it. But it's the worst day. Well, the Taliban and, is still in charge of uh, Afghanistan. You know, like we had to get out of there and leave them in charge. I know. There you go. Some shit never changes. I do think, though, they would think twice again about attacking the united states because we did we did give them a good we could give them a good beating for a while and killed a bunch of them so maybe they'll think about it who knows i don't know i don't know about this apparently shit, they breed like rats you can never get yeah rid of them. yeah and they, Once and they the, invest and the new rats hate us worse than the old rats yeah 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 so, you know, there's a lot of dudes running over there going, yeah, they killed my brother and uh, we're going to get them. And, you know, that's that's such a fucking bummer. But I it's so I stupid, do want to say yeah. uh, to Bobo, especially uh, on nine twelve, we remember you and your family, Bobo. That's because, right. Yeah. His brother died on nine twelve. So uh, but OJ did. OJ remembering nine eleven is really brutal because. It's hard to believe that OJ deep down inside really cares about losing people and people dying on nine eleven. But but he did get on X World. It's no longer Twitter World. X World. And, yeah. What is he? I was going to say. What is his new greeting? Is it Hello X World? It's me, yours truly. <laughs> here, here we go. On this day, that uh, is one of the most memorable days in my lifetime. I think all America's lifetime. I would think there's one other day a little more memorable. OJ. The cues not charged. Um, anyway, here's OJ remembering. On this day, that uh, is one of the most memorable days in my lifetime, I think all America's lifetime, 9-11. I just want to say, don't listen to these politicians, the ones that try to say America isn't great, America needs them, all these politicians, you're hearing it all the time. Hey, America is still the number one planet, I mean country, on this planet. By the way, let me just stop him here. Without a doubt, America is the number one country on this planet for OJ because some of us believe he actually beheaded two people and is walking around playing golf most days, going out to bars and picking up <laughs> chicks and, and, uh, and, and quite frankly, living the good life. Because I don't think, even with our legal system, that he had to pay off the Goldmans. Well, he he got to hide most of his money. You know, it was all sheltered. 
And as far I as politicians how he knew to protect his money from, you know, suits like that. I don't know how he would have known that, but somebody figured it out for him. And so you couldn't get to it. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about in terms of politicians who uh, say that America isn't the only one saying America isn't great is Trump. He's saying we got to make it great again, that it's no longer I think- great. I think that's who he means. Um, is that who he means? Well, fucking, yes. why can't fucking OJ say what he means? Why is that guy so fucking cryptic? OJ, I would say OJ. Who are you talking about? I'm assuming Trump, but who knows? I could also see <laughs> you know? OJ voting for Trump. Well, if he invites him to Mar-a-Lago, yeah, uh, tr- no. uh, OJ will vote for Trump. I mean, the country is great for him because OJ... Got off a double murder charge. And somehow OJ talking about, uh, think about all those young, innocent lives cut too short by 9 11. <laughs> you know, uh, I believe killing two people is one thing, but 2,000 is too far. No one <laughs> should be killing 2,000 people. If you kill one or two people, now I didn't kill anyone, but I'm saying if you kill one or two people, that's okay. But if you was to kill 2,000 people, that is horrible. I hate a senseless loss of life. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> life is sacred to, you know, for 2,000 people. 2,000 lives are sacred. Two, are sacred, <laughs> not two. But these two, because I'm telling you, they were up to something. Those two. I am smiling like the cat who ate the canary. By the way, I want to make a message today, Twitter world. My heart goes out to all the grieving parents, except the Goldmans. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he should shut the fuck up, this dude. Nobody's better than us. And you should know it. And you shouldn't listen to anybody that say otherwise. We are one, New York strong, and we are America strong. I'm just saying. Oh, boy. Well, on 9-11, I would just like to say, at least they didn't get away with it. We got. I'm just saying. Osama bin Laden. They never got the guy who killed my wife, Ron Goldman, but, (laughs) you know... Those cowards attacked people on the planes with box cutters. Why don't they use a knife like a real man? (laughs) OJ opening up on 9-11 about his pain. Stay safe. (laughs) You know, I think about Nicole and Ron sometimes. They should be happy they weren't alive to see 9-11. I don't think they could have stood it. They were spared. They were spared. Spirits. <laughs> and by the way, Nicole and Ron would have thought America was a great country. Number one. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. You got away. Do what Klaus von Bülow did. Move to another country. Disappear. Don't yeah, rub it in our like face. We would like to forget you, OJ. Yeah. We don't need reminders that you're around. By the way, he has a... Uh, Nickname for Mahomes. I, I, I just thought this was a nice little addendum. Hey, X World, it's me. X World, there's your answer. X World. Hey, X World. Hey, X World. It's not as good. I, I like OJ going. Hey, Twitter World. I know that was funny. 
Hey, Twitter hey, X world. world, it's me, yours truly, uh, OJ Mahomey. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks himself up, too. It's not that funny. OJ Mahomey. Mahomey. <laughs> Why isn't it just not OJ? Oh, homie. Oh, I see, because he's a black guy. Like, you know, I'm your homie. OJ Mahomey. I think when that's When did OJ become black? Hey. You better keep quiet over there. You're, you're looking for big trouble. You know, I could find out where you live. <laughs> you be quiet over there. <laughs> you know, he could amp up real quick. He's all laughter. and That laugh could change to, like, rage right. very quickly. Sometimes that laugh is not about it was funny. Yeah. By the way, there were reports uh, in the tabloids this summer that O.J. Simpson had to undergo emergency heart surgery. I don't know if you were aware of that, but no, I did. I don't read the tabloids uh, oh. very much, and so he had he declared, open heart surgery. I don't, but that was a rumor. But O.J. declared himself healthy. He went on Twitter World to clear up the confusion. If you want to hear oh. that one, as long as we're on talking about O.J. Well, uh, Twitter World uh, is yours truly. I was kind of falling asleep watching the. Uh, by the way, does he have a bag of fucking dicks in his mouth? I mean, what is going on there? What is, what is that whole... Uh, I well, never heard look, a guy... He didn't grow up in uh, the world of privilege, Howard. Oh, is that He's it? He's trying to overcome a lot of, you know, bad what? grammar and oh, is he? all oh. kinds of things that, you know, oh. he didn't grow up with the King's English. I didn't either, but... I don't know. Yeah, but you weren't surrounded by people who were far from speaking the King's I English. See. So it's not a like a a mouth defect or something. No, it's not an impediment. Oh. It's just you know a lifelong struggle <laughs> trying to to sound educated. He's fighting the English language. Sounds yes. like yeah. <laughs> Ladies, L uh, PGA uh, golf tournament today. When all of a sudden I started getting texts from various people, uh, wish me well from the heart attack that I had. Well, you know what? I never knew I had a heart attack. So I guess maybe I should run to people lie all the time. The hospital real quick. Maybe I had a heart attack and didn't know it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Take care. Oh, boy. Wow. Don't you worry. No doctors cutting me open. I do the slicing and dicing. <laughs> you know, OJ always is talking too on these messages about his friends and his golf buddies, and we never see anyone else in his videos. Do these guys run when OJ pulls out the phone? Because a lot of times <laughs> they don't want to be seen. <laughs> yeah, well, like a lot of times he's talking straight from the golf course, and I think everyone heads. Uh, uh, hey guys, I'm about to go on Twitter World. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to. Maybe you'll play golf with OJ, but I don't know that you want to be memorialized on his Twitter account playing golf with him. It's not a good look. But I'll tell you one thing about OJ: his sense of commitment is crazy strong. Because every day he's out there on the golf course, proving that karma doesn't exist. For those of you who go, I don't know, he did something really bad, but karma's going to bite him in the ass. Karma ain't biting him in the ass. And he's showing karma doesn't exist. It doesn't. Because he's having a better life than you. He really is. I mean, maybe he gets night sweats when he thinks about what, you know, what his life is, but. 
Well, you could only hope, but you have no evidence of it. But there is no karma, Robin. It turns out life... I never thought there was. Yeah. Well, you were the only one who thought that. I I have to commend you. He he continues to post about his day-to-day life. And, uh... We didn't know this much about his life before the double murder. We didn't know anything about his life. Now, every day, we have to hear how great it is. Aaron Rodgers gets injured, but not OJ. He's fine. My wife, Nicole, ain't got no head. Somebody went and stabbed her dead. I don't worry. No, because I'm OJ. <laughs> I owe millions to the Goldman family, but they won't see a cent from me. I don't worry. <laughs> I'm OJ. I don't worry because I'm OJ. <laughs> Uh, oh. I don't worry Because oh. I'm OJ uh, I don't worry because I'm OJ uh, oh. I'm just saying guys Because oh. I'm OJ uh, Take care nice. Take care OJ motherfucker i um yeah he's living his best life anyway i don't want to you know i don't want to talk about oj all morning but it's just too much it's too much oj i i mean i'm thinking about when i when i hung out with oj at uh trump's wedding to marla maples and uh he was having the best time, too. He always has a good time. He was making out, I think, with Tawny Katane in front of me. Was it Tawny Katane, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. You yeah. told that story not too long ago, and you said, yeah. hey, OJ, do you know Tawny? And then he grabbed her and kissed her in front of you or something? Yeah. I was talking to Tawny, <laughs> thinking I was the luckiest guy in the world to be talking to Tawny McCain, <laughs> McCain or whatever. And Tawny Katane. <laughs> Tawny Container. <laughs> and... uh and I go, and I see OJ. Hey, OJ, do you know Tony Katane? And he just walked right over and started making out with her. I guess they had come together. I mean, not come. Well, they probably had come together. Well, maybe they were coming together right then. Yeah. They were pretty friendly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I almost went into a rage when I saw OJ. I wanted Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a good life. Cutting off his head. Why he was consumed with this Nicole and Ron? I mean, the guy had the greatest life. I don't, well, I don't understand. A narcissist. Everything's supposed to go his way. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Like, even when he leaves a woman, she's never supposed to do anything else but pine after him. Hmm. Anyway. Hey, speaking of music, because that beautiful OJ song is so good. Uh, Bobby McStabbin sent that to us. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> uh, you got to hear this one. I got so many things I want to get to. And, you know, yesterday we had on Demi Lovato, which was a lot of fun. And I'll talk about yes. that in a minute. But, um, well, she had some story. You know, I wanted the, 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 we would talk in almost two hours, but I really wanted her to go through for me. Maybe she'll come back. I want to know what it was like when she went to rehab because, it had to be weird. Like, here she is. She's making big money. She's a big star. Like, what was her day-to-day? I always wonder about that. And, like, 
it must be infuriating too to have your you know she's got so much going on in her world outside of rehab and then you get there and they you know they give you that routine where you got to you know wash the floor with the toothbrush and shit i don't know I wonder- every rehab isn't like that i don't oh, know really? if she was in a wash the floor and and you know paint the fence uh rehab oh <laughs> uh, anyway anyway but she was she's very open and honest and that makes for a great interview so good for her and and good for her not being all uptight about it I, I would, like, if I had a real serious drug problem like she had, I might, like, try to even conceal it uh, in some way. But how do you be- conceal an overdose like that? I mean, that was yeah. front page news. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Linda, you're on the air, but I got to tell you something musically in a minute. I've got something interesting to play for you. More than interesting, you're going to say, how did you get this done? Linda, uh, you're on the air. Go ahead to Massachusetts. Did we lose uh, whoever you were talking to? I was going to take a call from Linda, but she went high and then it cut off. Yeah. All right, Linda. Oh, 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 she's back. Howard, Howard. Turn off your radio, honey. Hello? Turn off the fucking radio. I did. Oh, sorry. (sighs) Anyway, what can I do for you, Linda? Okay. So I've been married to the same man for over 20 years. I love him. He's perfect in every way. Except our sex life because he's 15 years older than me. And the age difference has not been a problem until now. And he cannot get an erection. I, I know. I know. I need some advice. Help. <laughs> I'm a monogamous person. I, 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 I don't know what to do. I got to tell you, Linda, I, uh, it's a, it's a miracle in my life. And I thank God every day. I have no problem, Robin, with my erection. I mean, when, but Beth- you've always been active and you've eaten well, you've taken care of yourself. A lot of the problems with erectile dysfunction, uh, dysfunction have to do with circulation. Like if you've got plaque, uh, you know, in every blood vessel you have, you're not going, it's going to be in the blood vessels down there too. Elderly. And, and therefore you can't get a hard on. Well, I'll tell you, I, um, my penis, you know, have there been changes in the sense that, yes, like, I have to be careful. If if Beth suddenly calls me into the bedroom and I've jerked off the day before, um, you know, there might be a problem hey, because I, I can get the job done. Don't get me wrong. In fact, the other day I jerked off twice in the same day. Um, what? I didn't get any. Yeah, I, I didn't get any. you had slowed down. I, I did, but I said, let me see if I, I, I came... Uh, the first time and the second time, I think I did. Cu- I, I think I got something out of that, my balls. I did. <laughs> and I was pretty impressed uh, with myself. Dust. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, no, I, I got a little something, something out of there. I a mean, little water in yeah. it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember back in the day when I was a young man, I could jerk off five times a day and get, get the job done. But uh, you know, so I'm I'm pretty good now. Did you? Is your did, Linda? Let me make sure. Maybe sometimes with a dude, he might not be attracted to you. Did you gain a lot of weight recently? <laughs> um, I 
I don't think it's my body. I really don't. What do you weigh? I weigh about 160. 160? But she's seven feet tall. Wait a second. Five, five, one, sixty. No, five, ten. Five, ten. But you got some belly on you, I bet. A little bit. Yeah. But I had two kids, and I think I'm still attractive, and he told me my looks, and... I know he's not cheating. I just think he has this physical, I know he has this physical health problem, and Viagra well, used to help, but it's not helping. First of all. Viagra doesn't help anymore. Listen. I know. Ooh. It's so sad, Robin. It could, it, it's, it's, it could be one of many things, and I don't want to even say what it is because I'm not there. It's either... He's like, you know what? I'm not that attracted anymore. I'd rather be, just you, look like you brother. You are very simplistic in that way. There are much me, younger men than their her husband who can't get it up. Okay. Well, give me a chance to explain. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, there, Robin. Either he's not attracted or he's got a physical problem. He wants to do it, but he can't get a hard on, like you said. Now, is your husband a fat guy? And is he, like like Robin said, has he got the, uh, some sort of coagulation down there in the blood vessels? <laughs> He definitely has some vascular problems. Yeah. Oh, there so. you go. So Robin's probably so right. But what do I do now? Because I I am like a highly sexual person. I love sex. I I miss it so much. How old are you? Well, I'm fifty ish, young fifty. <laughs> All right. So you're fifty eight. No, uh, no, no. Early fifty. All right. Fifty five. You're fifty two. Okay. Yeah, well, you should be having sex, there's no question. Well, I mean, you know, you can jerk well, off. Well, I mean, what are you willing to accept as sex? Is he willing to fool around with you? He is. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, what do you mean? Go down on her? Jesus <laughs> Christ. And he does, and that's nice, but sometimes I feel like he's doing it because he has to, and that takes all the fun out of it. So did you talk to the dude about it? Did you say, hey, what's going on? Um, you know, I need you to finish me off. Put some peen in there. What's he say? Well, he can't put any peen in there because it doesn't work. And we have toys. Um, but I'll give you I'll give you some quick advice. Okay. He needs a doctor. Okay. You call you call him me, but he really needs to go to a doctor and get this oh, all looked at. And you, yes. you know what? You need a little treadmill. You could, uh, you get on the treadmill and he can, uh, go to the doctor. Maybe he ought to get on the treadmill too. And like Robin said, clean out those I agree, I agree. Thank problems, you. Thank uh, you. you know. All right, Lynn, the best of luck to you and I hope everything works out. Okay. There's always the pump powers. You haven't even. Oh, yeah. Flip Wilson was on the pump. Rest in peace. All right, Linda, you hang in there. I, uh, I'll be honest. I saw. I, yeah, you see, this is why they need a doctor. I started zoning out on the story when she said uh, 160. I hear that number. And I'm like not interested. <laughs> 160. Well, not everybody's married to a Beth. Not very I few people are. Absolutely, Robin. Uh, I would have been a terrible doctor. <laughs> you know, because I only would have dealt with people uh, like 110. You know what I'm saying? I'm very, very shallow. Um, no, no, I wish them luck. That is a problem, you know. And, and you know, you wonder, is it bothering the guy? So, you know, there's some doctors got to talk to him. I can't do this over the phone. What's the matter with him? Now, I got to share something with you. I think it's the greatest, Robin. What? So much to talk about. But I, I do want to play this. 
I'm really excited about it. Yeah, maybe I'll do this setup. I'll do some commercials, and then I'll give you the finish when we get back from the commercials. So you know my fantastic song that everybody loves that I recorded with my new band, Metamucil Man. Do you remember that song? Sure. Right. Okay. And you know I love... Um, I love Metamucil. I love Metamucil. Metamucil crackers. Crackers. Thank you, Robin. Uh, yes, I love <laughs> Metamucil crackers so much. Changed my life. My, I'm going to be honest. My turds were rock hard, and I was not. I was not moving my bowels all that much. And I thought, it, you know, I thought it was. I thought it was. You know, I was pushing, and, and I don't want to get hemorrhoids. You know the story, Robin. I don't have to go into every gross detail. <laughs> And uh, I went on Metamucil. Dr. Regis said, why don't you take two Metamucil every day? And I said, uh, what's that? I, that's for old people. And he goes, well, <laughs> wake uh, have up. Have you looked at the calendar? <laughs> wake up, Grandpa. So, uh, <laughs> so I went on this Metamucil. And believe me, they should thank me. I, 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 um, I, do, I do give them all this free advertising. But I do love the product. And everything changed. Everything changed with the Metamucil. I have beautiful movements. And I eat a lot of fiber, Robin. It's not like I don't, but I needed more fiber. I needed that extra help. Yes, most Americans don't get enough fiber, from what I understand. You should see me. Go, I go to the bathroom like a young man now, like once a day. And I mean, turds, the so like long bowl winders. What are you eating? I eat salads. <laughs> you know, I'm on the Mediterranean diet. And well, between I mean, that, are you eating at such, I mean, such quantities no. that you produce this gigantic no, the, stool? The Metamucil fills it, <laughs> fluffs it up. I'm telling you. Oh, it's building it up. <laughs> and sometimes I literally look in the bowl afterwards and I go, thank you, Metamucil. Thank you. Thank you for my beautiful movement. I'm not kidding. I, I feel like I have the colon of a teenager. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. So uh, everyone remembers, I was so moved by Metamucil, I wrote this song. I won't play the whole song. She's apple crisp, a fiber thin. So good, it's a hot and thin. She helps me move. She makes me go. I got perfection in my toilet bowl. You know my stool ain't loose. I drop a real nice. Metamucil, man. Hot fiber, in my can. Hot fiber in the can. Healthy duty is my plan. Healthy duty is my plan. Yeah. Well, obviously everyone was really moved by this song. They couldn't believe that I wrote a love song to Metamucil. It took the world by storm. Well, sitting at home, who knew he was listening to the radio? One of the greatest singers of all time, one of the greatest performers of all time, a guy I really admire, of the of the Counting Crows, Adam Duritz heard this. Adam Duritz heard this, uh, and the was guy who wrote inspired? the guy who the guy who wrote the guy who was on our show doing Friend of the Devil. Yeah, get sleep last night till the morning came around. Guy, dude, uh, remember when he did Rain King and uh, and right in, right into Thunder Road? You can hide me 
I mean, what a beautiful voice. Remember the Abbey Road medley? One of the greatest songwriters. One of the greatest songwriters. Anyway, Adam Duritz is sitting home. He goes, you know, that is a great love song, Metamucil Man. <laughs> Here's a guy who loves Metamucil so much. He, he, he recognized the genius of it. And he said he wanted to do a cover of Metamucil really? Man. He, he called you and asked permission? That's right. That's right. That's what you do when you're a mensch. <laughs> and uh, I have a recording of Adam Duritz. Went into the studio. I could play for you right now, or you have to sit through the commercial and wait for it. Oh, now, my goodness. In the old days of radio. Wait. In the old days of radio, you make people sit through the commercial. That's right, yeah. Right, right. But, you Those know, listen to rules. <laughs> On satellite, we break all the rules. I could just play it for you. <laughs> Fuck it. But no, I'm going to do, I'll go do some old school radio. But right after these words, <laughs> I will play the new Metamucil Man from Adam Duritz. It's crazy. And he I does can't what, believe this. He does, but he turned it into a very, very serious song. A poignant, poignant, full of emotion. Yeah, yeah. Opus. He kind of outdid me, a little bit. <laughs> well, you're the original, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, look, Prince recorded um, "Nothing Compares to You" and it didn't do shit. And then when um, when uh, Sinead O'Connor did it, it went huge. So uh, yeah, I'm true. afraid. I'm afraid uh, Adam's got a huge hit on his hands. He's going to have the hit with it, not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The matter that I wrote it. It's like when Joe Cocker covered A Little Help of My Friends and that even became a bigger hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I know the Beatles were upset about that. Hey, thanks to funlove.com. Oh, yeah, Robin. When I say funlove.com, that's where you find a selection of premier brands of. Your favorite thing, toys. Robin used to have a gun rack. I don't know if she still does, but of just toys. No, it's retired. <laughs> and you had lingerie, too. I remember sometimes you would tell me when you had a man and you were entertaining, you would get into lingerie. Sure, you'd, you know, would, dress up, have some fun. Wow. I can't even imagine what what it was like when you walked in the room in your lingerie. <laughs> like, did you do that? Like, Like, when you were seeing someone and you decided to put on lingerie, would you go somewhere... And put on the lingerie and then walk into the room and show yourself in the lingerie. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. But I was I was very shy. It wasn't yeah. like I walked into the room and did a did a fashion show right. or walk the runway. Well, I know like in my mother's generation, at the wedding night, she would go into the bathroom, change into her lingerie. Yes, a trousseau. change into this trousseau. And then the room would be dark. And then, you know. Right, um, right. My mother's room had to be dark. You know, uh, but you, so how did you enter the room? Like, how did you get into your laundry? I tried how did to it be work? casual about it. Like, I, I changed, see. but I'm acting like, you know, nothing no changed. Big deal. <laughs> and this lingerie, I take it, is like see-through. I could see your titties yeah, right through sheer, the, yeah, sheer. Wow. Just like the top, wow. this top, right. it would be like that. Yeah, jizz wow. in my tit. <laughs> <laughs> Easily, Robin. <laughs> wow. That must have been something. <laughs> well, anyway, if you go to funlove.com, it's all your favorite things. Toys, lingerie, and accessories. God knows what that is. 
Oh, those, um, you know, that's Ronnie's area. Yeah. Where he goes and gets his beads and his little, you know. Yeah. Anal beads, ball bags, and, yeah. And <laughs> rings for his penis, whatever he does. <laughs> anyway, it'll keep your relationship alive. Visit funlove.com. Use code 100 to save 30% on your first order. By the way, you know, I really didn't want to belittle what that woman called me about. Because it takes some balls to call a radio show and say, hey, my husband doesn't get it up anymore. What do I do? I, I need well, love. Well, I hope nobody recognized her voice. Because yeah. I hate to see her walking around her community today and everybody saying they heard her on the radio or <laughs> satellite. Hey, wasn't that you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So what I'm saying is uh, maybe funlove.com could maybe provide some uh, yeah. inspiration there. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a serious problem. She wants sex and her husband's got to provide it. Uh, so uh, funlove.com. Give him a shot. Uh, Let's see how it goes. And, uh, uh, and maybe that's the answer. Uh, right, Robin? Right. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Uh, yeah, could mm. be. Could be. Uh, yeah, zip. Oh, zip. Oh, oh, easy, Robin. Yeah. I'm trying to read a zip recruiter commercial. Oh. Right. Easy does it. Easy does it. She gets worked up when I talk about fun love. I'll wait for you to finish. Oh, oh. oh yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> All right. Jump in my pussy. Uh, here, let me. I'll play that song in a minute, The Metamucil uh, Man by um, Adam Duritz. But let me see. There's a couple of people calling us, and there's a lot to get to. Uh, Kate uh, in Washington, you're on the phone. Go ahead. Hi, Howard. First time, long time. Hey, listen, so five years ago, um, you know, when they started to require that you get the real ID so that you could fly easier, et cetera, et cetera, I applied to get my a copy of my birth certificate, enter the parents' names that I grew up thinking were my parents. Turns out they were my grandparents. And my sister. Oh, you found out. Group. You're one of those people late in life. You found out that your parents were actually your grandparents and your sister was your mother? Yep. Wow. I found out. That is real trauma, man. That's crazy. I got to tell you something. I used to pray that I'd find out something like that. Yeah, I that, wanted uh, to be belong anybody to else's people. It's a, in a way, it's a blessing. I mean, I used to pray that I'd find out that my dad wasn't my biological dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I knew for sure they had picked up the wrong baby from the hospital. I did not belong in that house. Kate, did you ask them? Kate, I'm curious. A couple of quick questions. Yeah. Did you say to your grandparents, why did you pretend to be my parents? Like, and did you say to your mom who? So my, um, my grandfather, who I thought was my dad, uh, actually died during my birthday party when I turned 18. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually did CPR and everything. We won't get into that, but, um, my grandmother died before I had a before I found out or right. Mm. It was like a month before I found out. So I, I, I didn't know. Um, so I contacted my mother cause we hadn't spoken for years. My sister, mother. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, Isn't it amazing? Now, now you say you haven't spoken in your, so in other words, your mother pretended to be your sister. And even with that, your sister wasn't even in touch with you. You'd think you wasn't that close. Right. Oh, fuck. yeah. 
Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a whole mess of shit going on that will take up way longer than the show. So <laughs> we'll just like skip to the, the. So did you say to your sister mother, hey, what the fuck did you do? Yeah, yeah, I did, you know, and she said that she wanted to give me a way to, um, you know, let a, a family adopt me that couldn't have children. And I, stop. And I, you know, that would have been great because then it would have been other people's names on my birth certificate, not mine, not, not her name and. Yeah, but wait, 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 why the ruse? I mean, why not say, hey, uh, I'm your mother. But your grandparents are going to raise you and be upfront about it. Why did she have to pose as your sister? And how did the whole community go along with yeah, that? Yeah, who, who didn't I, know? How, yeah. how, did they, how did everyone keep this secret for 46 years? I yeah. do not know. But it's crazy. Did. Are they you angry? Um, I, I'm angry and I'm hurt and I'm also... Uh, moderately happy. Uh, I, I'm we trying to protect he you. Knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to. No. I don't really. Did you ever find out who your real dad is? Did you ever find That's out who, who your she's mom? Talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I see. Yeah. And is he is he dead or or is he still around? No, he's he's alive. Yeah, yeah. And I put um on so on uh, online. There's this. Um, like web page called the patch and it's like local stuff you know like a, yeah. in every community and so I I just put like a, a message board on a message board you got in touch with the and guy got in touch with him um, he called me and we had a great conversation for like 90 minutes and he said hey can I call you again can we have a you know start some kind of relationship I was obviously thrilled i was like oh my god you know i just i thought i had no dad i have a dad this is great did the guy know he was your dad or you were breaking news to him he didn't even have he knew wow he knew. everybody my, kept my it a mother, secret my mother told him um then my aunt my other sister my sister aunt <laughs> she <laughs> told the person, the, the the lady that um, he ultimately ended up marrying, um, also that that my mom was pregnant. So like, isn't it amazing boy, that dudes go yeah. along with this shit too? Like he should have said, "Hey, wait a second, that's my daughter. I'm not the. I'm not going along with this. I'm not gonna well, not be." In- and that's where we get to where we're at now. So you know, I call him, or he calls me. Right, great. I try, he asked me if we can have a relationship. He says, yes. He'll call me back. He never did. I called, I called the phone number that I had for him. I sent letters to the addresses, um, you know, cause to, to his business. We'll just say that. Um, I also had his home address and all that. Um, and He wants nothing to do with you. Well, you know, he has a family, too, Howard. Sometimes they don't want this kind of stuff going on. You know know what, Kate? You know what, Kate? He told them. He told me he told them. Right, but you don't know how they reacted. Yeah. You know what, Kate? I'll tell you what. This is is bullshit advice because I'm not in your shoes. 
and I don't even know that you want advice from me. But it all sounds like a nightmare. You might be better off just walking away from this guy because he walked away from you and, and your life. And now I would say, again, this is an easy answer, but it's not so easy to do. Go into some sort of therapy. Talk it out with somebody who's got some brains. And, yeah, and I at do least schedule. Good. Because yeah. you got to sort all this out because a lot of and shit was done. And build what you want for your life into your life without these people they don't you're not stuck with those people yeah you can have you're other not. people in your life yeah. like you if, you know if you've got I some sort like, of father hunger for this guy find it with other people which is what robin's saying and that's yeah. a good that's good advice it's, okay it's not really just that it's that i i want him to admit it to me i want nah, fuck him it. to say who cares it, it, it won't do anything for you if you're yeah. not really going to have a relationship yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not for you. You know? No. And listen to that Howard Stern show. That gets everyone through everything. It's it's the yeah, greatest. He'll be your parents. Yeah, we're your parents. <laughs> By the way, Kate, are you hot? Thanks, Dad. That would help to put up You know, yeah, for fifty, yeah, I actually am pretty good looking. I used to uh nice. I used to work up at a place called Delilah's Den up in uh mm. Edison. Oh, strip club? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Full nude. Oh, or? We have a daughter who's a stripper. Full nude. Yes. Uh, gee, what a shock. <laughs> what, uh, her parents abandoned her uh, and she became a stripper. I've never heard that kind of story before. Did you ever, um, did, were you fully nude or uh, fully in nude. a fully nude? Yeah. Fully wow. nude. Yeah. So I was, Whoa. I was fully nude. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you ever hook up with customers in the in the back room? No, um, no. Had, had I uh, a couple DJs, yes, but not customers. <laughs> Ever give a guy a hand job for a tip? No, no, oh. not for a tip. No, What's no, funny you? I did, and I did, you know, grind my. She's not our girl. Frost, so. Have you ever? Did you ever? When you were fully nude, did you ever give a guy a lap dance and push your knee against his penis and then he came? Uh, I don't know if he ever came or not because um, I didn't like stick around that long once right. I felt the uh feeling. I moved so I didn't get anything on me. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. A stripper with daddy <laughs> issues. We're breaking new ground. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah we well, wondered how and, these things happen. And then yeah, well, let's not forget the uh, the opiate addiction for oh. years, which I, I am in recovery, so that's you know, did you? I've, I haven't used for a long time. So you've maintained your forget the opiate addiction. You've maintained your hotness. <laughs> in other words, pretty much, you're you're still in good shape. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Re- I only weigh about I'm five seven one thirty. Do you have real tits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take it easy. When did you retire <laughs> from whatever that place was called? <laughs> oh my gosh! This was. I was in my twenties when I was doing that, so that was oh, you know okay. twenty five years. You? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was I was done with that by the time I was like thirty. I went into sales and you know was making pretty much the same amount of money. So oh, I bet. Did you tell your dad? <laughs> you know the dad that you discovered that mm-hmm. you used to dance at uh, Delilah's Den. Like maybe then he maybe you dance life. for him. I don't know. That well that that would be called the Twilight Zone, Robin. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I did tell him that I that I grew up in a in a very abusive, you know, household because, you know, and, and now to me it all makes sense because they they didn't want me, but they wouldn't hmm. let anyone else take me. So, because in New Jersey back then, um, when you were fully nude at the <laughs> uh, club, were yes. you completely shaved? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and what would you do? You'd come out in, let's say, an outfit and then strip down fully? Um, some people came out with something on. Some people came out just like poof. You know, maybe you only just wore a um, little robe or like some kind of like little, you know. What were you? What category were um, you in? Uh, I usually just had uh, a G. When I wasn't up on stage, like actually, you know, <laughs> dancing, we'll use nice. sarcastic air quotes, um, and then, you know, nothing on top. So. Yeah, that's what I would do. If I was a stripper mm-hmm. and I look good, I'd just come out my G-string. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yeah, no. And, you, yeah. and and then where you where you made your money, of course, you know, they're going to tip you while you're on stage because you're right. like, yeah. laying on your room with, you know, you're you must be a them, you must be a good de- I always worry like <laughs> for the stripper like those floors look pretty dirty and then they're like laying down on the floor and the vaginas like making contact with the floor well no I mean you're not gonna I didn't do slits on the floor oh. <laughs> so well I would yeah, what are you floor, thinking? You know, but um, I give the guys a real good time. <laughs> All right, I got to go, Kate. But that's a terrible story. But uh, it sounds like uh, you're on the road to recovery. Uh, you're no longer an addict. You're no longer a stripper, and you uh, are going to move on with your therapist. That's right, and, and build the life you want. Right. I, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 I and I did have the life I want. I wanted until. Uh, it's been four and a half years ago. I found out now. So. Yeah, but that's just facts. It doesn't mean, you know, they're not the only yeah. people who can love you and they're not the only people who can mother you. They're not the only people who can sister you or father you. Yeah. Did you ever do lesbianism in the back room of the uh, strip club? No. In fact, I actually wasn't even doing drugs at the time either. Hmm. So I didn't start my a sober stripper. Hey, exactly. I didn't drink. And I, I got stuck with a few sober was. strippers back in the day. It's not a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate, I got to go. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Kate. You. She got. Yes. Thank God, you, God bless. God, God bless you, Kate. All right. Let me take a couple more of these phone the calls. The God you I, don't believe in. You want to bless her? <laughs> of course. I believe in God when I when it suits me. Zach, you're on the air. No, Zach. All right. Zach, that's it. I'm here. I'm here. Here. Oh, okay. Quick, 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 quick. Um, Did you get my message there? It says uh, the old lady's cheating on me. I didn't get any message from you. Your old lady's cheating on you. Yes, and it's causing some serious issues i bet so how did you find out how you know this for a fact i can't believe i'm on the phone with you guys this is i'm having a hard your wife what what robin's driving at zach we don't have a lot of time but how'd you find out that your wife is cheating on you so she cheated on me with my best friend's daughter and my best friend who's considerably older than i am came to me and he's like hey man i 
I heard some things and more than just a just a quick hookup. So his daughter is dating a black man and he was part of the process. We're white folks. Hey now. And now now all of a sudden I'm freaking every gosh darn black guy I look at, I'm just frustrated and I don't know how to deal with it. So I thought maybe you'd be able to help me out with all of this. Oh, Jesus. This is not a quick problem, Howard. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get the Metamucil man and uh, Adam (laughs) Duritz. Uh, well, Zach, here's, so, so let me just sum this up. Your, your wife, it turns out, your, your buddy came to you and said, listen, my daughter is dating a guy and, uh, the two of them are doing your wife. Yes. Mm. And on top of that, you seem to be irritated that uh, there's a black guy. The involved. guy's black, yeah. Like if it was a white guy, it'd be better. <laughs> no, maybe I, I wouldn't say that. But that it just kind of adds to the problem. It's just like <laughs> it's to the problem. You didn't realize you were racist until your wife fucked a black guy. I get it. Uh, Pretty much. Well, well, yeah. 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 In other words, you didn't I, think I, it would I'm, bother you, not, but it bothers you that racist. he's, it bothers you that you're not a racist, but it does bother you that he's a black guy. Now, every black guy, though, is a su- <laughs> suspect, right? It's, it's just right. like, it seems like it pops in my head every time I'm around, you know, anyone of color, not even just black, but the next thing you know, I'm looking at, you know, a, a Mexican guy, and it's just instantly, it just everything reminds me of it, and uh. I'm going fucking crazy over it. How would you feel if he was a Chinese guy? No problem. No. <laughs> okay. No. No, I, I understand where you're at. Listen. Yeah. It sounds to me, Zach. By the way, are you angry with Robin? You know, she is part black. <laughs> no, I love Robin with all my all right. heart. All right. Listen, Zach. I don't want to give you a flippant answer. I want to say this. When you're in love with a woman and I you find out the wor- you're in love with this woman, right? Well, I've been and with her for 15 years. She's the father of my two children. And yeah. She's the father of your two children? <laughs> yeah. Is she, uh, is she a upset, trans? Howard. No, oh, all right, all right. I'm, no I'm you just, I say, no, she, she might be transgender. <laughs> no, no, we ain't going down that road yet. Now, you, now, the fact that your wife is having sex also with this other woman, you know, the guy's daughter, are you irritated at lesbians or is it mostly focused no. on black dudes? No, it's, you know, I almost could have let it go until she said that her, her, uh, her boyfriend or whatever you want to call him was, was in the picture. And, and then it was, mm. you know, she gave me about half the story and I could, and I'm left to put together the rest. So ah. did you talk to your wife about it? I have, and it just turns into an argument every time we talk about it. So mm. it's just easier left, you know. I work in the oil field, so I work away from home, and I'm able to just mm-hmm. kind of go out here and work and and avoid it. But that just compounds the problem because next I got to tell you, there's nothing worse in the world than being a hardworking man. This guy's doing hard work. He's working in an oil field. He's doing it to build a life for his wife, and then he goes away, and she's fucking people and fucking around, and it hurts. It hurts. Boy, uh, it- that fucking hurts, man. You're right. That's about the, that's the bottom line. It just hurts, and I'd like to get past it because I don't want to. I don't want to pack up shop and and move on because she is the love of my life. We've been together since high school, you know. Well, and does you she want to keep it together? Oh yeah, yeah, she does. But it, she she acts like it's no big deal. Well, you know, 
Mm. It is what it is. Fucking deal with it or, or move on. And it's, it's like, my God, how oh. can you just throw all this away because you're... Do you, do you and your wife still it. have sex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. Hey, you know, in a way, if she would have, like, maybe included the girl into your sex life, maybe it would have been a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, but, you know, there. I think the guy would have had to come along or something. Ay, ay, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you something, and it's not a funny answer. It's a serious answer. And if I was you, I would go straight to a marriage therapist because, dude, you got a lot to sort out. Because yes, you sir. can't keep going off to work wondering if this girl is doing God that knows what. That going on while you're breaking your back. Yeah. And she ain't giving you serious issues. She's got to march into there with you. And, and and even if you break up, at least let the marriage therapist have you have a, an adult discussion without everyone yelling and screaming at each other. I agree 100%. We, we did you know. try the therapy route and it got shut down real quick because she with the the answers or the i guess when she's backed into a corner she just was oh fucking i'm not doing this no more let me ask you something bro can you live yes, with her fucking this dude and this woman can you live with that what do you mean by live with that can i just deal in with other it words keep yeah can on? you just deal with it can you just no. like no so you know what's going to be yeah, well, you gotta go. You gotta get, you gotta get away from her, my advice. But, uh, again, I'm not in your shoes and it's easier said than done. But uh, eventually yeah. for your own sanity and for your own happiness, you have to find somebody who wants the same kind of relationship that you do. King of all blacks wants to ask a question. He might be a helpful here. Yes, King. All right. Yes. I, I, uh, oh, good morning, man. Howard and Robin. Um, yes. I want to ask him what kind of black guy is he? He's just a skinny white boy, white black dude. Huh? He's just a skinny little dope dealing black dude, probably 25, 30 years old. No, no, no. I'm asking you what type? What type is he like? What do you mean by that? Give him some options. Nobody knows what you're talking about, King. Like, is he a is he a real nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yo, who this white motherfucker? Why you fucking with this nigga? Like, like, is he one of them, or he's one of those guys that hang down in the village, the East Village type black dude, like with not sacks you know, and shit like that? I can say that I've never met the guy. I just, I just know him. Oh. The king, I don't I think you're helping, really. I mean, no, you're. No, I think you thought he would be a help is a surprise to me. <laughs> well, you know, so maybe sometimes he is helpful, but, uh, you know. <laughs> it's an accident when that happens. <laughs> what kind of black guy is he? It doesn't matter that he's a black guy, it's just a dude. You want to hear what he has to say, no, but Zach? Okay. Listen to my philosophy. Listen to my philosophy. Go ahead. If, if he's the uh, knapsack village, each village type of black guy, he has a chance of getting her back. But if he's one of them niggas, like, it's over. It's over. Well, uh, well I don't know. About I know that. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, King. You. Thank you for all I your help. Listen, but I know it's awkward, but it's very true. <laughs> I, I'm, Howard, you're not saying it. I am. I'm saying I, it. Well, I don't, I'm not saying it because I don't know what the fuck uh, you're talking about. He doesn't even know about. what you're talking about. All right. Goodbye, King. I got to get off this.
Ralph, you got advice? You haven't even been married, dude. I I, I do, but I I know the situation. You got to get away now. She's just going to keep hurting you. Fucking other guys is no big deal to her. Like Howard said, if you can deal with it, great. But you clearly can't, and you got to get away because she's just going to hurt you and hurt you and hurt you. I was watching a movie where some guy got turned on by the fact that his wife was running around on him and fucking other guys. But that was in the movies, man. I couldn't handle yeah. it for five minutes. I'd be like, you know what? I'm out of here. But, uh, and, and you know what? Sometimes people spend too much time trying to fix something that's broken. Yeah. And that's a waste of their lives. And it's never going to be the same. It's not going to be that always, love of your life. And, and Ralph is right. If he had just ended it because it's a big mess and she doesn't care about fixing it he could go on with his life and find happiness yeah, yeah. She well, you know therapy. what she i'm gonna tell therapy. you something She's though i know some dudes i'm gonna tell you something ralph's a kind of a big shot because he gets girls pretty easy ralph. I, I i i'm telling you some dudes can't get a girl so they're that's like you know not true that's no not it's true, true. I know what you're saying, Howard, but you know what? You're, it doesn't matter. He's going to have a life of misery. He's busy with this yeah. fucking hard job, and, he, and, and he's at work, and God knows what she's doing. You know she's fucking somebody right now. It's oh awful. Well, I'll tell you what. When I was, like, younger, I was hanging with a girl, and uh, I found out she was, like, you know, she was with other guys. And I said, hey, look. Uh, just put me in the rotation. I mean, I, I you know, yeah, yeah. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I was like desperate. I, I was like, please don't. Oh my like, goodness. why can't I have sex with you too? Why? Why? <laughs> you, know, you know, just don't dump me. Well, now um, this guy's in the position of was I ever in a marriage that I wanted, or has this been no. going on the whole time? Zach, can you get laid at all? I mean, or, or are you like really desperate, like I was? No, no, I'm six one, two hundred and ten pounds, and like I said, I make plenty of money. I I could get oh. you know all the pussy I want to get, dude. But so get tons of pussy. I mean, but but Zach, you're acting like she's the only woman in the world. She's not, well, she and she's not the woman you want. Children. You she's she's not the woman you want. Yeah, I have not. such a hard time dealing with that. I have such a hard time accepting what you guys are saying because I've thought all them thoughts and trust me it's you got the love jones real bad yeah i understand that but you know it's it's like ripping off the bandage fast or like taking every hair with it slowly as you go hey zach i gotta run but i think you need you need to you do need professional advice you do we're we're just two idiots on the radio you you need to talk this through with someone i tend to agree with rob and but I've, I'm a man, and I've been in your position, and, uh, you know, sometimes you just hang in too long putting up with bullshit, okay? Yeah. yeah. I certainly agree. Well, thank you, All guys. Right, brother. For taking my call. Take care. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. There's a lot of people on the phone want to talk to us, but I got shit I got to get through here. Um, you well, know, okay. man, we, we went down a vein. I don't know what vein <laughs> this is, but it's all messed up. I feel bad for people calling us for advice. We don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're disasters. Yeah, have you heard us? Well, anyway, as I said before the commercial break, this is unbelievable to me. For your listening pleasure now, the world premiere of Metamucil Man. No, not my Metamucil Man. This is Counting Crows frontman Adam Dirt. I can't wait to hear what he did with the song. 
he treated very seriously. You know, I, I wrote it kind of, uh, listen, I love Metamucil. It helps my bowel movements. I didn't think anyone would cover this song, but I'm getting excited yeah. about it now. Your tongue was firmly yeah. in your cheek when you were. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, here, Adam Duritz heard it and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm making a, making a cover of this thing. And there it is. How beautiful is that? Oh, and, you my know, goodness. 
when I wrote Metamuseful Man, I never could have imagined. It. And you know, who I feel like I do feel like Prince when I when Prince wrote uh, the Sinead O'Connor hit. Nothing compares to you. I'm honored, but I'm also hurt that I <laughs> couldn't do as good a job with Metamuseful His Man. His version is better. You knew it yeah. right away. Yeah. Well, listen, the guy sings like an angel. What a beautiful! I'm so honored that Adam Duritz. And he must. He he really highlighted every word. It wasn't like he tried to hide what the song no. was about. He no. sang it out. I know what you mean. A lot of guys mumble. They get embarrassed by the right. lyric. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling. I can't say for sure, but I I feel like he might be on Metamucil. He sounds like he loves it I'm, too. In the middle of the song, Howard, mm. I said to myself, "I wonder if he's on Metamucil." Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't want to embarrass the man, but <laughs> not everyone's anxious to admit it like I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there it is. Uh, he took my, you know, my. She's apple crisp, a fiber thin. So good, it's a hot damn sin. She helps me move. She makes me go. I got perfection in my toilet bowl. He took uh, my my work of art and uh, really re revamped it in a beautiful right. beautiful ballad. He reshaped it. Yeah, he really did. Uh, many of you have written me so many different emails over the summer when we were on vacation, and uh, I received an email. They said, "Howard, um, Donald Trump was in the news all summer long. Is there any way you could sort of catch us up on what your feelings are, or or this and that?" Um, well, uh, in, in an effort to do that and to do it in a way that will sum it all up, I thought we could cover this uh, email with um, not one Trump impersonator, but three Trump impersonators are ready to knock on my door any it takes second. Three. It takes three. <laughs> and when they not, not one, not two, but three Trumps <laughs> to discuss what happened over the summer, we can cover it all in one simple conversation. I am just waiting for the knock on my door. So wait with me. Well, this is you know, exciting. He must be very busy because he's got a lot of court cases to deal with. That's right. All right. The knock should happen any second. <laughs> Three Trumps. This is a Melania's nightmare. <laughs> oh, there it is. Let's let's keep them waiting for a second. It's fun to keep uh, Donald Trump impersonated. If they're going to keep us waiting, why not? Oh, they're getting worked up. This is good. This is good. I think there's a secret knock now. <laughs> well, I'm watching them on the camera, and they're uh, they're moving over to the window. <laughs> now they're going to try the doorbell. I see one of the Trump impersonators moving. It's not going to happen. Try the buzzer. Do whatever you want. Oh, wow. All right. Let's open the door and talk. About the summer. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello there. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Absolutely horrendous. By the way, excuse me. What a joke. What a joke. Go nasty. Crooked. All right. All right. Settle down, boys. Donald Trump's. You've been very busy all summer. People have been writing me, asking me. So, um, 
Uh, let me let, let could each of you uh, Trump number one. Can you make a statement? Well, you know, I made so much news this summer. It's really unbelievable. Tremendous news. Really incredible. Big league news. Tremendous news. Fantastic news. Honestly, lots yeah, of tr- news. Lots of news. So Trump- much news. Ah, what? yes, Trump number two. So much news. <laughs> Hello, so there's CNN. They send me a muffin basket every week. We love the muffins. They're good desserts. They're quite frankly incredible. I'm keeping the lights on over there. It's true. It's very so you're saying you're, you're making so much news that you're keeping the lights on at CNN. We're keeping the lights on. That's right. That's right. Trump Trump number three here. Before me, there was no news. Try to remember the news without Trump. You can't do it. Trump is news. News is Trump. That's true. Trump Trump number two, the best Trump. Number one. (laughs) Number three. We love number two. Lucky number two. Number one. Yeah, it's it's jarring to talk to the three Donald Trumps at once. So I'm, you know what I'm saying. Trump know, number one. I know it's yeah. amazing because I'm a they them now, like those fat chicks with the blue hair who yell at me on the oh Twitter X. They look like snow cones. They look yes, like snow cones. We're they like the crashes. so nasty Trump number oh, one. It's Trump number two, and we're the holy trinity. But better because none of us are Jewish. Did you know that? That's very right. true. And you know, you know what's really crazy is there's three of me now, and we still weigh less than one Chris Christie. It's oh, crazy. he's so fat, like a big you know, cow. Chris, he was so disgusting. You get, he has another. Guys, uh, he has an utter. I mean, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Who said that? Which Trump said that? Trump number two. Trump wow. number two. Got yeah. the best ones. Uh, all right. Let's talk about your mugshot. Let's tackle it. Your campaign says you actually raised $7 million selling mugshot merchandise. Trump number one. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ten million dollars. My people, my people love the mugshot. They love it. I'm a revolutionary symbol like a white. Number two here and the nasty photographer. He tried to make me look so bad. He photographed me very unfairly. He made me look like a big falcon whose car just got towed away. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. Trump three. You know, I tell you, it didn't work. I'm so hot and everybody knows it. The mugshot was so sexy. I taped it to the back of Melania's head while we did doggy. And I got to tell you, I've never been harder. Never so hard. Hard like a rock. Oh, it was was a rocket ship. Well, guys, uh, did all three of you make love to Melania? Mm-hmm. We did. Think we had a foursome. We having each other. It was really a good time. I love looking at me while I'm doing her. Melania didn't <laughs> even participate. It was Once, mostly us three. Twice. Right. Melania. <laughs> uh, Trump number three. If you had a date, one Trump, which Trump would it be? Number one or number two? Oh, oh, me. Me. Number one. Say me. Number Come two. on, number two I, is I the think it would be one. like the last caller where there was an uncomfortable threesome. It would have to be the three <laughs> Trumps going at the it. Three little let's, Trumps, um, the old fairy tale. Let's get into. I, I know. Let, let's like. address the listeners. Let's get into what happened over the summer. You're facing so many trials. How are you going to defend yourself? Well, I would plead the fifth hour, but I don't plead. I don't plead. Only losers. Never plead. Don't do it. When he wants a lollipop. He likes that. He likes to plead for the lollipop. We love our lollipops. And instead, I'll sit in the courtroom like a very big, very strong toddler pouting with my arms crossed. I won't say a word. I'll pout very strongly and show I don't want to be there.
No That's right. And if they take me to jail, I'll go totally limp and lie on the floor. That's how I got out of Biden's fake inauguration. It worked. That <laughs> there was is no fake. What a scam that was. A, oh, there's a possibility Trump. you could end up in prison, all Donald Trumps, before the election even happens. Are you worried about prison? Of course not. Come on. I've prepared my anus to smuggle in some Trump steaks. Those babies are going to be gold on the inside. Plus, I'm going to bring one frozen one. I can whittle into a shank, a shank. It'll be a shank. Trump steaks are great shanks. Very sharp beef. I'm going to be the biggest star in lockdown. It's unbelievable. All the gangs, they're already begging me to join. They all want me, the gangs. That's true. I don't know if you knew this. The Aryan Brotherhood had a great pitch, Howard, but I'm not shaving my head. Not going to do it because my hair is the source of all my powers. I I might consider a tasteful swastika tattoo on my ass, though. That's good people. (laughs) I'm working on a crab walk. Absolutely. (laughs) Crab walk. Uh, no one crab walks better than me or snow <laughs> Senate uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has frozen up in the middle of a press conference twice now. Are you concerned? Concerned? I laughed my balls off. He was stroking harder than Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. It's the same face Melania had when I won the election. Priceless. So priceless. <laughs> Sometimes my son Eric gets the same dead fish stare like he swallowed his tongue or something. I gave him a good smack in the head. He usually reboots. He starts Whoa. right back up. It's amazing. It's work, yeah. He's like a PC. Let's uh, let's talk about some of your competition in the presidential race. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. three Trumps. Uh, comment on Chris Christie. He's been making waves. Well, oh, he's so oh, fat, oh, disgusting. Oh, what a big rubber ball. Yeah. But he's making he's, ma- he's making he's making waves. He's making waves. It's really, really sad. I have to tell you. He's like a life-size flubber. He's life-size flubber. <laughs> if he wore high heels, he'd strike oil. He's a fat ass. He's he is so disgusting. He looks like up. he's, he looks like four George Lopez's combined. But he he's making so waves. Blubbery. He's making waves. He's making a lot of... Look, I took a photo with him two years ago. It's still developing. That's how big this guy is. <laughs> and that's what the whales do. They make waves. That's what they do. He's like a oh, porpoise. Boy. He knows he's not going to be president, too, by the way. It's just an excuse to go to the Iowa State Fair. He's like an award-winning hog. I saw him eat a deep-fried bus. He's out of control. Mm. He is so fat. He's garbage. Very, very fat. Real fat hombre. This is all just a scheme to get a cushy job as the ambassador to the International house of pancakes it's can, true it's true that's all he wants pancakes and syrup and waffles listen speaking of chris christie his fat fuck male fupa uh, you know you know what it's making me hungry thinking about it i'm starving how about you guys you guys hungry oh, I'm, I'm very hungry very i could use a bite I could use a bite, by Come the on, way. Come on, let's eat. Something and in fact, look at the time. It's Trump feeding time. Stand back. We're going to we form go. a human centipede. If you guys could just move a little bit. What are you guys doing? You're We're all forming up a human centipede. It's like a hanging you're lining up ass to mouth. That's right. All us Trumps feeding a human centipede formation. First Trump eats food and eats it and then shits it into the next Trump's mouth and he'll oh. eat it and shit it into the next Trump. That's great. Number two, you're in the right position. There we go. We're like a Zord. We just combine. There we go. Big Mac combos. Oh, it's so nasty. All right, the Trumps are feeding right now. What did they eat?
I think they're eating McDonald's. Right. Big Mac nice combo. Nice yeah, All right, guys. <laughs> All right. They're busy now. They're busy. There you go. Amazing. Wow. All right, there you go. That answers the question. What went on all summer? Took, and, uh, took they, care of all the stuff that went on this summer. Yes. Uh, Jackie, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Howard. Um, I just wanted to say that I think your version and Adam Dirt's version of, um, what's it called, Metamucil Man? Okay. What a Thank show. You. Thank you for that. <laughs> Howard, I just want you to know that I think your version of Metamucil Man, I think your version of Metamucil Man and Adam Duritz's version of... <laughs> I find it difficult. I like taking phone calls from the audience, but... Yes. I'm just going to... But, you know, they're very frustrating. I'll just assume she complimented me and uh, leave and it at that. liked both versions or That's liked right. yours better. Whatever you would like as your conclusion, you get to choose. Right. All right, Todd, you're on the air. I'll go ahead and then I'll read you some uh, fan mail that we received yesterday and uh, over the summer. Todd, go ahead in Canada. Hey, now. Hey, hey Howard. Love hey. you guys. Hi. Hi. Love you. Um, <laughs> hey, um, I just want to mention, I was listening to uh, the Strengthology Live a couple weeks ago during the summer, and I don't know what's up with Gary, but. He's, he said that you not only do all, you wear boots when you're in snake country, of course. He also mentioned that you have an EpiPen that you carry on for yourself because just in case. And I mean, you Gary doesn't know way. anything about me. I haven't hung with Gary in years. Is is he oh. really dispensing information about Howard, you? I just well, Gary, some, excuse me, sir. Oh, go ahead, Gary. What do you want to say? Somebody called and asked, you talked about it on the air. And somebody called no. and asked about it. And we just, we, you talked about it on the air. But you give out the wrong information. If you're going to be an expert on Howard Stern, yes. I said you I have it for carry, Beth. Yes. Oh, then I you said that. Right. I had well, it right. Guy, he got, got it wrong. He got it wrong. Yes. I, I carry an EpiPen, not for myself, but for my wife. She stepped on a bee two summers ago. And if I showed you the picture, she had this allergic reaction that was just a nightmare. She had to go on all kinds of antibiotics. I had a, the doctor had to slice it. I mean, her foot was a mess. And um, the doctor said, you really need an EpiPen because if you each time you've gotten a, a bee sting, this is the second time, the reactions are getting worse and worse. And I'm worse. afraid the next time yeah. your throat could close up. So. I said to my wife, we got to get an EpiPen. She goes, I'm not getting an EpiPen. I don't, like, she was like, it was like someone set off, like, she can't, I don't know what it is with her, but she can't admit something's medically wrong. I'm not getting an EpiPen. I'm, I go, but honey, you heard what the doctor said. The next time you could die because I can't, I, I can't pick you up and bring you to a hospital for out taking a walk somewhere. I mean, uh, it could be a real problem. You got to get the uh, EpiPen. I don't want it. Well, I said, well, so we got an EpiPen, and now I carry it because she yeah, refuses to acknowledge it. Yeah, she was leaving it at home. She was, right. you know, the EpiPen was at home, not with you. Yeah, so then when we got the EpiPen, it, you're exactly right. It stayed at home, and I'm like, well, what fucking good? Well, I don't want to carry it. I'm hostile. I said, you have four pockets in those jeans. 
Why can't you carry? So uh, now I'm carrying the EpiPen. And the fucking EpiPen and is, the, is the, I don't ever bitch about carrying the EpiPen, but I will to you. Like, I mean, first of all, I have to leave it in a place each time where I don't forget it. Then. Right. Some days it's like I put it in my pocket. Then I walk upstairs or something and I realize, oh, fuck, the EpiPen is still in my pocket. I got to go downstairs and put it by the place where I have. So the EpiPen has become like my my like <laughs> it takes up my my whole life. The EpiPen. You know what I mean? When the, even the name EpiPen annoys the fuck out of me. I'll even go up to Beth and I'll go, honey, I have the EpiPen. And she goes, don't say that. I don't want to know. I go. But the EpiPen is in my pocket. Like, that makes her nuts. Like, she gets fucking crazy. Uh, makes her want to go out and have sex with uh, my friend's daughter. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's the... Todd, uh, Gary was right. Uh, I've carried it for my wife. Thank you, Todd. Ay, 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 with that EpiPen. Unbelievable. Hey, I got to well, play this. Well, I'm proud of you that you have continued... No, I do it. Listen, she's not afraid. You know how I get kooky? Like, yeah, I call Dr. Agus every minute. I'm, Dr. Agus, I, I just uh, stubbed my toe. I think I'm dying. You know, like, like Beth, anything that happens to her, she doesn't care. She's like, there's nothing I wrong know, with she, my foot. She went out. Remember when she broke her ankle and she got into high heels and yeah, and yeah, went like, out. <laughs> I was like, Are and you they told her, me? do not get into high heels. You could do irreversible <laughs> damage. And she's like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to wear flats. <laughs> You got to love her. Um, speaking of Trump, I should play this for you, too. So we had our Rosie O'Donnell impersonator uh-huh. call a phone sex operator. We thought this was a good idea. Rosie calls a phone sex operator and asks her to, re- to role play Donald Trump's arrest because it's the only oh. way she can uh, get off. And I thought it was kind well, of fun. How did that go? You want, to, you want to hear that? Yeah. All right. Here for your listening pleasure on the Howard Stern Show, Rosie calls phone sex operator to have phone sex, but the only way she can get off is to discuss Trump's problems. <laughs> hey there. For hot guy on girl action, press one. No. For sexy girl on girl fun, press mm. two. Yes. Hello? Hi, my name's Rosie. I'm a little bit nervous, okay? I can't stand Donald Trump, right? I understand. So my kink is watching his whole life fall apart around him. Okay. When he was indicted on federal charges, it was the horniest I'd ever been in years. Is that weird? No, I mean, everybody has their thing to get off to. I want you to pretend you're a CNN anchor with breaking news about Trump going to jail, okay? Okay. Well, we have some breaking news today. Donald Trump finally was indicted and charged for everything that happened on January 6th. He's actually going to be going to jail for the rest of his entire life. Never, ever getting out. Oh, my God, my pussy is so wet. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Say he was found guilty of being a fucking idiot with a tiny dick. <laughs> he was found guilty. They grabbed his little head. His hair went flying everywhere. They put him in the car. Oh, yeah. 
They cuffed him. His cuffs even almost fell off because he has hands so small. You know what oh. they say when you have little tiny hands like that. Oh. He has a little teeny tiny orange dick too. Yes, tiny hands that could never please me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love it. I'm slipping off my chair. Oh, oh no. Ooh. Oh, oh god. Yes, yeah, say this. Say this. Say special counsel Jack Smith is gonna fuck Trump hard. Jack Smith is gonna fuck Trump. Oh. He's gonna fuck the shit out of him. Breaking news. We now go live to my spasming vulva. Oh, Oh, yeah. Mm. Now pretend you're Melania and you're leaving Donald for me. Donald, I'm leaving you for Rosie. Her clit is bigger than your little tiny, like, mushroom dick. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, I'm going to explode like a rocket. Rosie is going to lie on your spot on the bed. And I'm going to eat her delicious Mm. pussy all night long. You got me so hot, my vibrator stuck. I can barely get it out. That's not good. You got to cool me down, okay? Quick, start saying pro-Trump stuff. Well, first of all, he did win. Let's just start right there. He is the president right now. Uh, it's just a giant witch hunt, and everybody's uh, just really mean there to him. My vagina's drying up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, my vibrator's coming out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you did it. Did your click go back inside your body? Uh, everything went back in except the dildo. I popped it out. God, you are the best. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for indulging me. I came so hard. You're so good. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, and uh, by the way, you really don't like Trump, right? You think he's a piece of shit? Oh, he's a big piece of shit. Oh, oh God, I'm starting again. Oh, all right, I gotta run. I'm gonna go turn on Rachel Maddow and finish myself. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. Bye. She sounds like Boy, uh, I got a hand it to that operator. She yeah. was really uh game. She had uh, yeah. her own take on things and she took Rosie's suggestions and embellished them. I was I was really worried that that would fall flat. Oh, she was very good. She sh- she should be in politics. She's very comfortable flipping sides. Like she she goes right <laughs> into it. And Rosie sounded you know, like she, she says, say pro Trump thing. She said, well, first of all, you know, he won the election. Yeah, I was like, That's she's crazy. good. No, she's fast. She's fast. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Rosie was sticking a whole motorboat up there. Uh, I, I, I don't know what on. that what is, what kind of uh, a vibrator that is, but it sounds very powerful. Yeah. Hey, speaking of powerful, um, did you hear that iPhone is coming out with a new iPhone? today yes they're coming out with an announcement the day of the product announce for iphones and whatever else they're doing so uh i don't know that people get as excited anymore when they make these announcements you know it used to be a big deal but they continue to do it and this uh new iphone i think it's the 15 or something is supposed to be um a nice upgrade, and then they have a couple of other things they may be announcing. I don't know. I I used to get so psyched up. I I I got the new iPhone. I I just got a new iPhone. It seems like I think in under a year ago I bought the new one. But well, there's a new one every year. Yeah, but I got to be honest with you. They 
they don't really change all that much. And I, I want something right. mind blowing. And I went on a website last night and I said, what's, what's the rumors on the new iPhone? They go, Oh, beveled sides or like it's going to be rounded instead of square. And I'm like, uh, really? What the what fuck does that do I give a me? shit? Yeah. yeah, it means I got to buy a new case. And then they go, and they're going to use a different charging uh, wire, which means I got to buy new, all new wires. You know, but I want, like, I think it'd be cool if, like, you when when you video chat, yeah, like like on in Star Wars, like the like you come out the characters come out of it's the like phone 3D? like 3d yeah i would like I that see. a hologram or something yeah and i would like siri to be more conversational too john you uh, hear any john's john a big Hine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a big iphone guy what <laughs> tell me the iphone's gonna blow me and i'll be very happy Hit him with the high. I, I wish i could tell you that howard i mean they're changing the charging port on the bottom because right now it's the lightning port, which has been used for a long time. And because of stuff that happened in Europe, they were forced to change it to the USB-C port, which is what they use for everything else. So the right. good news is you've already got the cables. The bad news is you're going to have to get yet another one in order to uh, to charge the new phone. And then it's got like, there's again, it's all rumored, but there the one cool thing is the periscope lens which gives you like an insane zoom or an insane wide shot from the cameras. But mm. I'm with you. It's not like this used to be like the Super Bowl for geeks. It was, oh, my God, what are they going to do this time? The fact that, you know, it's going to be titanium maybe or it's going to be more curvy. Who really cares? We're looking for more functionality. And and the one thing that Apple has missed is like there's no like like that cool factor is kind of gone with the new features. Now they may surprise everyone and blow us out of the water today, but I don't think so. With all that being said, of course I'm going to get the new phone because you have to have the latest and, and greatest yeah. when it comes to the. They iPhone. know we're douchebags and they know that we're going to buy them, despite the fact that they really haven't done that much to change and them. You know, for what I read, they're t still taking market share. You know, people are converting to the iPhone from other phones. Well, that makes me glad. Well, that makes, I'll tell you what the reason is for me. I okay. got a friend who refuses to get an iPhone uh -huh. and I can't uh, video chat with him. And I sometimes want to show him something. I go, you don't have video chat. What the fuck? Like, you know, it just annoys the piss out of me. It's like, you know what? Just get a fucking iPhone. And he's like, no, man, I don't buy into their culture. And I'm like, fuck you. Just I know. Buy Every into time their I culture. get a green text, I'm like, oh, they yeah. don't have yeah. an iPhone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, My friend is so annoying with that. I go, I could just, I just want to show you something. And it's like, then we got to go on Zoom and it's just got a whole setup. It's like, just the, the video chat alone is worth it. It's like, it's, it's like if your friend doesn't have an iPhone, it's like, well, he speaks Spanish and you speak English. And it's like, well, I can, we can't communicate, dude. Let's see. It says here. The new titanium chassis of the iPhone 15 Pro models reportedly will be more durable. Who cares? I get rid of them in a year anyway. Reduce weight by around 10%. Okay, that's good. Oh, that's good. And have a brushed effect, which means nothing to me because I put them in a case. I have a case. Yeah, I don't know what my iPhone looks like. That's exactly right. <laughs> Unlike the polished finish of the current devices that have stainless steel frames to reduce fingerprints. Fuck you. I don't care. We all carry our phones in a case. You cunt. Actually, I don't. I never use a case because I think the really? phone is so... Yeah. 
I, I, I love the way it looks. And this is going to be like a frosted yeah, but, glass, apparently. So, But don't you cool. find it gets slippery in your hand when you're trying to tech? You must drop it all the time. I don't. I, I rarely drop it. And um, mm. again, so the titanium thing actually works for me because hopefully I think the phone is so like beautiful in the form factor. I hate putting a case on it. So I and I also use the magnetic charge on the back, which I like a lot. Oh, do you look yeah. at this case? I got it's like a book. My my iPhone, but then I, I know, got you my... always put your your iPhone in an envelope. <laughs> yeah, you know who taught me that? Howie Mandel. I like. I saw him at a uh, AGT. We'd be sitting there judging. I had iPhone envy. He had the case, and I went, you know, I'm going to get that son of a bitch. I'm going to get no, one of those. I've always had the case that just goes around the phone, and I put what's glass inside the over case the front. Well, first of all, I got some phone numbers here that I have. I never can remember. Then I have credit your cards, emergency numbers. And look, I got a little bit of cash. So if I'm out walking with my wife and she wants to buy something, boom, I got cash. So it's a nice little feature to the case. They've oh, got a that's what my iPhone looks like. I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a magnetic thing that you could slap on the back, too, that you could hold, like, credit cards and a couple things. And a lot of people Man, like doing that. that. But I'm a purist. That What can I say? I love the way the thing Good looks. For you. You're so pure. I just I want my phone to be a phone. Yeah, John's a guy who goes to it. a fast food restaurant and just, you know, gets the hamburger. He doesn't put any condiments on. So. No condiments, right. Actually, Howard, I have he an update on that. Go ahead. I, uh, I've decided to live a little bit. And as a result, I have put pickles and onions on my McDonald's hamburger uh, for a little while now. Can I tell you something? Aren't they Bad lucky? Move. It's weird that... Uh, the pickles are the worst fucking part. I cannot stand pickles on a hamburger. I mean, it's like disgusting. I, I don't know. Well, that's what you, I, I could see ketchup, but not pickles. No ketchup. No, no ketchup. ketchup. But, you know, I figured it's you got to live no a little cheese. bit. No I'm cheese. getting a little older. No cheese. No, no Robin, come on. Let's I mean, we got to take it one <laughs> step at a time here. But, yeah, to mix it up, sometimes I, I will do that. That is true. By the way, dude, I saw you in person yesterday. Me being at the studio, uh, you lost quite a bit of weight, huh? Yeah, I lost a little bit. Of you weight. know what? I thought he had him yeah, because your face looks thinner, but I wasn't sure because I can't see the rest of you. How much did yeah, you I, lose? I lost about 30 pounds. Nice. Ozempic? Uh, Ozempic? <laughs> I did not do it. It's so funny. I saw Sal. The first thing Sal says to me, you're doing Ozempic, right? Like, no, I'm not doing Ozempic. Uh, I was actually inspired by Jason. I did Nutrisystem for about oh. a m month and a half. And then my wife's like, you're hooked on that. You got to gradually work your way off of it because you'll gain it all back. And I gradually shifted off of it. And now um, I eat a lot less and um, exercising and actually taking care of better care of myself. What kind of exercise nice. are you doing? Uh, I play pickleball at least twice a week. Hmm. And, uh, oh, I wow. Walk, no, I go, <laughs> I, I go for Robin. I had the same attitude as you. Okay. I'm like, come on. I'm not, this is a geriatric sport. It's not even a sport. I'm not going to play it. And I went out there and played it and actually enjoyed it. And, um, wow. you work up a sweat after a couple hours out there. So, and I take up most of the court. So I'm, I'm actually pretty good at it. So that helps. <laughs> And then every day I go for I go for a walk, minimum half hour, just a long walk and get out. And yeah. um, my ass is still huge, but I feel better, which is good. Good. All right. Good. I, first, I looked you over. I thought you were sick, but uh, then they informed me you were, it was intentional. <laughs> no, it was someone told me weight loss. 
Someone told me you took pickleball lessons. I didn't even know this sport was around that long that you could have experts in pickleball, you know? Well, apparently it's been around for a while. Yeah. Well, my wife, who's in amazing shape, said, you know, we should do an activity together. And I'm like, like what? And she's like, well, let's try pickleball. And then I reacted the way I did. And next thing I knew, I was on the pickleball court with her taking and uh, I took a like you need 10 minutes of a lesson and then you can pretty much get the hang of it. And uh, it's something that, you know, we can do together, which is nice. Hey, uh, while I got you here, Ralph's on the phone. He's a big uh, Apple guy. He says he's excited about the new iPhone. So let me see what the hell he's talking about. Maybe he can work me up. Go ahead, Ralph. Give me the uh, give me the down low. No, I said forget the iPhone. I'm excited about the headset, the Vision Pro. That thing is going to be able to do what you're saying. You're going to be able yeah, to record. Yeah, but you can't get it. Well, it's coming out in quarter one. But anyway, listen up. You you'll be able to record 3D video. In other words, you'll be able to record people and it'll move around and you'll be able to see like Star Wars, like a Star Wars hologram. And like you'll do it with photos, too. It's, it's fucking incredible. Wait till this thing. Is that out, the man. thing where you put on like eyeglasses and yeah. you walk yes. around with that shit? Yes. Listen, I'm going to tell I you know. something. I, I know, but this I, I'm one. very sensitive about my eyes. My vision, I value more than anything. I'm not wearing fucking. You can put lenses in it. You can put you can put prescription lenses in it. I don't want that. Yes, you do. I don't want. I don't want my. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. It's going to be like the Enterprise on your head. It's. I can't wait to get that. I really want it. You are especially not going to have it. What? I'm going to be watching my movies on a big screen at home. No, you're not. Exactly. No, you're not. It's like a super high. I'll talk to you off the air. You're not getting it. Max, right here in my eyes. They're going to find her on the floor. She's going to fall over or something wearing those things. No, I, you're not getting them. You just calm down over there over having a party. Um, oh, hey, on our phone, uh, by the way, John, while I have you here, your couch is on the phone. Hi, John Hines' couch. How you doing? I just I just wanted to tell you that I feel a lot better, too, since John's been working out. You know, there's just a lot less pressure on me recently. I get a chance to breathe for once. You know, he's out right. exercising, he's playing pickleball. I get a break. The TV gets a break. You know, it's just, it's, I feel like I'm healing naturally right now. Ah. Well, great. good for you. Uh, everybody, John Hines' couch says, hey, man, since John lost 30 pounds, there's a lot less pressure on him. And now that John isn't watching TV 24-7, uh, he gets a breather every once in a yeah. while. Nice. Pickleball is saving him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you, couch. Nice couch. It's got an accent. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that couch came from, but it's a tough couch. It's a very tough. Couch. <laughs> I had um, Ralph on the phone. I, I, I it slipped my mind, but I understand he uh, hasn't spoken to Chris Wilding all summer. Like he, yeah, Chris. yeah. They said something about you. Said something earlier about him and Chris breaking up for good or yeah. something. Yeah, they they they're, they're solidly broken up. <laughs> I don't know how you break up a friendship. What's I think it was a little more than like? a friendship. Oh, you That's my suspicion. Yeah, I, I think see. they were they were headed on you a know, very dangerous Howard, path. Sometimes <laughs> people just want you to be the villain, and uh, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's just in his story, I'm the villain. So what the hell am I going to do about it? I don't know Quick what question. I did to upset him. Are you hurt that a guy like Ralph isn't your friend anymore, or do you not give a shit? Uh, it's not. A guy like Ralph. I think it's the fact that I feel I've been kind of replaced by other, let's say, interesting young men around the office. Like I see 
he sends them the types of text messages he used to send me. <laughs> and uh, it's almost like he's groomed people to be my replacement. It's a little odd. Who is he texting with that you're particularly jealous of? It's not jealous. I, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm sad for him, uh, that he feels he needs to do that. Um, I know he texts with Mehmet. There's another guy behind the scenes, uh, Mike Flandina. I know he's a big texter with him. And it's all the stuff he would kind of send me. And I think they're I just see. like fun young things, fun young things for him. They don't really push back or give an alternate opinion. So right. I guess it's just easier to be friends with them. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, oh, you I'm had sorry. opinions. I see. I, you know, I was just a, you know, I thought we had a friendship. I didn't know it was God so contentious. Ralph wasn't letting, Ralph wasn't letting you be you. And, uh, I understand. In other words, you have to be allowed to express yourself to your friends. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ralph is a very opinionated guy, which is what I love about him, but like got to a point where there was no more room for my opinion. And that's, mm. uh, that's not a relationship, you know? Mm. At some point, maybe not today, we'll go through Chris's uh, summer sex life. It's pretty nasty. Uh, really? He really lost his <laughs> mind. He hooked up with a lot of dudes, and they were spitting on him. And it's what? crazy what I heard. I got a lot, a lot of, of reports. disrespect from men this summer in general. Ralph, these guys. <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> and what's with spitting oh, yeah. on each other? What's going I don't, on? There? You know what it is? You it's were spitting like... too. Ugh. Well, I was spitting because I got sick afterwards. I, I was sick a lot this summer because of this nonsense. But, um, you know, it's the, it's everyone's watching porn now and that's what they're doing in porn. First it was ass eating and now that's like a standard thing everyone has to do, at least in the gay community. And then now the new thing is a lot of spitting in mouths, you know, in between, uh, penis sucking. And I know it's gross, but I admit it's vile and I'm putting an end to it. Ralph's on the phone. Uh, <laughs> I love it. first time I've spoken to him in a long time. I, 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 I love it. See, see what happens. Chris is out of control now. I used to have a leash on him. <laughs> well, you're right. Ever since you broke you up with him, me. he's he's gone completely nuts. <laughs> these, just real quick. I, I haven't heard any of this. <laughs> what happened? Why you don't talk to me these, when these guys spit in your mouth? Yeah. Then you'd get what a sore throat <laughs> afterwards. I I got strep throat three times this summer. Oh Each my God. time wow. after so sex. Great. It's not would you, horrible. Would you I've been horribly ill all summer. Would these guys eat your ass and then spit in your mouth? Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't think so. I'm going to say no, but you're right. You think Possible it was after blowjobs. Oh, uh, you, you know what? You know what's funny about Chris? Things could Shut up, you. You don't talk to me anymore. Go away. You know I'm talking to Howard. You know what's funny about Chris? He would tell me about these these uh, gay Go guys. Go talk to one do, of your little whores. Who, who, do all these, who do all these disgusting things. And meanwhile, Chris is busy doing them. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's doing shit you don't even know about. Did Who is the 23-year-old you sucked off his big cock? Oh, well, that's not weird. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, that was the honestly, you said it. I didn't even remember. That was the first guy. That was the start of the summer. I got a yeah, hotel but isn't room that for when my you birthday. Got, didn't you get strep throat and explosive <laughs> diarrhea afterwards? Howard, I mean, you're describing like three separate incidents. Yes, oh, okay. I did three Good. separate times. And I right. had to go get a stool sample at one point. They thought, I, what does Gary have to say about this? <laughs> I just, what I want to know? know, like, I just know. I think it's funny. Like Chris is one of those guys who wears a mask in the office, but I don't know why you're wearing a mask if I can spit yeah. in your mouth. Well, He's trying to protect you, masks. obviously. He wears two I'm trying masks. to protect the office from me. <laughs> 
Chris, it's um, a weird thing. I, no, Gary, Gary makes a great point. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very weird thing that I can barely even put into words. Sometimes I'm well, terrified of viruses and getting sick, and sometimes I'm horny. And here's I'm the thing. Here's the it's thing. horny. That's it. You're not. Yes. It's horny. You're not being weird. What's going on is I'm weird. Like I remember when I was single. I mean, you know me. You know how germphobic I am, and I'm yeah. afraid of germs. But the next thing I know, I'm in bed with a girl. I'm going down with her. I don't, you know, down on her, and like I'm eating out her I vagina, know. and like old <laughs> like I'm like, wait a second, what the fuck? How come all my phobias go right What's out the her window? Name? Like at a strip club. <laughs> right. No, I knew her name. I mean, I'm just saying, it's like weird, sort of uh, like everything yeah. gets thrown out all of a sudden. But you know, you're eating out some private parts. Right. You know, you have a couple well, of drinks, you, know, you feel real loose. This is funny because I was thinking, oh, you know, it might be fun to go out with Ralph and Chris and, you know, have dinner. No, they broke up. Time. And then, What's you know, I didn't know me, about man. all this. And then Ralph. I hear these stories and I'm like, oh, I'm not going out with Chris. Chris might be in, you know, walking no. disease. I, I saw you. an infectious. I literally saw an infectious disease doctor like two weeks ago because I said, really? I got to get this problem. Yeah. And I'm abstaining. I'm not having any sex until Ronnie's wedding. Cause I don't want to get sick before that. I don't want to get sick if I'm coming back in the studio. I'm well, abstaining. I just am. You've got to figure out. What your limits are. You can't be eating ass and then spitting in. My friend, yes. Yeah, I mean, you're going to eat some dude's ass. You got to. He gets horny, he gets crazy, so he doesn't have limits. You know? It's like. And he's probably drinking a little bit. You don't even talk to me anymore. You don't have an opinion on this. That's it. I I know. I'm talking to Howard. No. Behind your back. (laughs) Ralph, do you feel. Ralph, do you feel bad not knowing these things about Chris? You got to admit, it's interesting stuff. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know, I miss Chris. But at the end of the day, there's a couple of things. First of all, I don't know what you mean when you say a guy like Ralph that's very insulting, like I'm some kind of pig or something. But and I okay, didn't agree your, with that, Ralph. I know. I know you didn't. Um, but um, like who said that? Of, you did. You said so that. Did you, you, you think I get like when a guy like Ralph won't talk to you? Like, you <laughs> yeah. If Ralph won't talk to you, you're like this. All right, you'll take any. Yeah, yeah. You'll take any opportunity to shit on. Right. Him. But okay. Right. Um, hey, by the way, how how come you have an RSVP Ronnie's wedding? You're so I, I rude. Ron- but wait, yeah. Here we go. Right. But wait a All second. Right. <laughs> let, let, like one thing at a time. If Howard, if you had a friend who you knew was mad at you, right? And you wouldn't you like call them and apologize or something, even if you don't like Chris knew. I, I reached out to you many times, Ralph. It never you made anything it. better. You, you it did, did leading up to the summer. You, you, and then I, you, you came you, on the air. Wait, let me just say no, one you thing. You came on the air and lied. And we both came. And tried it, to make me, so you did you. The, you want to get on the air and it's fine, Chris. That's you. And, so and you. I'm just not. I'm not so going to do you. You're so desperate for airtime, Ralph. You're so desperate. Ralph, you want to know something about Chris? Shows over the summer. Tell me. Ralph was on a YouTube show over the summer? Yeah, it had 63 viewers at its peak. He, it was great. I see, <laughs> Very he, exciting. He's obsessed with me. It's weird. <laughs> you were announcing like it on Instagram. And he's also these weird paranoid things like I'm being friendly with Mehmet and I'm being friendly with Mike to get back at him. Meanwhile, I've been friendly with these guys for years. And like, it's just like you put he in your time to groom them. His mind. It's crazy. <laughs> He's obsessed and you with You used me. to hate John Blit. Now you talk to him. It's just to get back at me. I don't talk Chris. to Blit. I don't like Blit. He's a weirdo. He's a real weirdo. I like Mike and, and I like Mehmet. I go to movies Chris. with Mehmet. Yeah. Is it true? 
Is it true you Just let some dude put the tip of his dick in your ass without a condom? No, no, not without a condom. I heard without a condom that he put the no. tip in. No, I am on. Uh, uh, I am on uh, what they call a discovy, but no, 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 a condom was used. It was. Well, if you, if yes. you're on whatever you're on, then why because don't you? Because I let like him put to use both. Because I like to use both. It's for added protection. Right. What's discovy? Is that it's an like HIV a uh, anti? Yeah. Okay, so you don't yeah, get it. Yeah, so yeah. you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you get HIV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an HIV pill. <laughs> Just get it over with. And so you ate out some dude's ass, and then you got strep throat, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I it, it, I don't remember if I ate out ass. Someone ate out my ass, and they were spitting, and I got strep throat like three times. How do you get strep throat? Hey, can I ask a quick question? Did you have any? Did you have any sex that wasn't a disaster? <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not, we're not talking. We're not talking. Let's talk about your Howard, sex life. Howard, could you ask him if he had any sex that wasn't a disaster? Did you have any sex that wasn't a disaster? <laughs> no, no, I had. I mean, the sex was fine, and then it was right. like two, three days later, I'd pay the piper. So I just said, "Well, I'm, I'm." You know, you got to understand, Howard. I didn't have any. Sex but why do you have COVID, to? Like but why do you have years. to eat? But why do you have to? spit and also eat a guy's asshole like why don't you just well, blow each other get i get it i'm just yeah. saying because it's just it's getting is there the, any fluid the, you won't share of a human piss <laughs> no piss. no right you know porn is well, making things crazy and you've said this right. and you're right and it is and 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 i'm done i'm done with a lot of the wild shit you know take me or leave me as i am but i can't get sick anymore I can't. All right, all right. Sick I, from I, fucking. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a lot going on. I know. <laughs> I'm seeing infectious disease doctors. <laughs> Look at this. Costing a lot of money without me. <laughs> Doing just fine. Maybe you should talk to Ralph. He seemed to keep you yeah. under control. Yeah. Ralph was like my uh, my conservator. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty pathetic. He's like Britney. And I was his young ward. That is pathetic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What do Chris uh, hooked up with a guy this summer? I hear all these reports. I was laughing. He hooked up with the Latin guy. He's into Latin guys, and the guy was yeah, complaining. Ab- and the guy was complaining about the Jews. And, oh my uh, God. But but the guy was so hot. Like uh, Chris was, you know, it was it was a real Chris dilemma. Had to, and then had to go for it anyway. Yeah, you know, he, and then, he had an accent. I I tried to convince myself he was saying juice. What was the guy's problem with the Jews? I mean, uh, just everything. You know, it was a, it wasn't just that. It was then he got into anti-vax stuff, and then the last time we went on a date, he was asking me if I saw the movie Sound of Freedom, and at that point, I said, "You know what? I gotta draw a line here." And so <laughs> this is getting weird. No, he made some he made some weird reference to like I don't know something about working for Jews or but I, it wasn't completely clear and I just chose to you know mishear it let's say because he was really hot and he was and he was very we we got along great up until that and then he just realized he had a lot of cookie, you know Chris that is the classic dilemma because sometimes like when I when I was in my yeah. dating scene yeah. you meet a chick who you know you, you kind of thought she had some weird views. Right. So hot. Yeah, it was, you know what I'm talking about, Ralph? Oh, I thought of a story the one you outside told a long the club. time ago. The, the one outside yeah, the club. That yeah. One. Yeah, the one with that the one. the one with the N word every minute. Yeah. And, uh, I about that and story. you're like and I'm like, I can't believe I I, I, I abhor what she's saying. I got I don't like her calling black people the N word, but God, she's so fucking hot. 
what do I do here? You know, there was a moment, and then, I, and then, and then, and then I just, I, I dumped her. But it was, it was, this was over. a little more subtle. No. There was some reason room took over ambiguity. <laughs> I didn't let her spit in my mouth, and I didn't eat her ass because she was so abhorrent. She was just screaming at ten times. Otherwise, yeah. But Ralph, how hot was that girl? And, and uh, like, she was into me. Like a model, and she it was like Jekyll and Hyde, like she's getting into the car or something. I don't remember, but... We were getting like, into the car, and she started yelling at the bouncer, the, the N-word, and, and the yeah, guy was just a oh nice guy. God. I mean, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm like, man, we were going to go home and girl. have wild, hot sex, and now... Yeah, here, 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 honey, meet me at this address. <laughs> Get me seen in the car with you. <laughs> Yeah, and she jumped in my car, subtle. and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this guy was subtle? Okay. Well, yeah, that was maybe like, you know, the juice, the juice. Oh, I'm like, oh, I love juice. There's, there's nothing subtle about that. The moment, <laughs> what is he talking to you about juice? Well, well I don't do know. Where does the guy that was, come from? Robin, the guy was very hot. I mean, he was subtle, at least. <laughs> I'm simply <laughs> saying, the moment you say, well, the juice, that's not subtle. No, you're so right. So what happened? Not. After you were with the Latin guy, you had to give your doctor a stool sample? Why was that? So here's what happened. <laughs> you shut up. Here's what happened. So yeah. this was the second time I caught strap. So they put me on like really intense antibiotic. There was a third time. They put me on really intense antibiotic and it went from my stomach like really, really oh. bad. And then Ooh. even after I How finished you- the antibiotic, it was like coming out of my ass like water. How it like How do you give out a of my stu- ass. How do you give a stool sample? Like, what do you do in a box? Like, do you shit so in a they, box? It's horrible. They give you this little cup, but then they give you almost what looks like um what they would potty train a child with. So you put that over the toilet seat. <laughs> right. And, you got a seat over your toilet seat. And, you know, nice. your balls are going over it. Your dick's going over it. And I don't know about you, but when I poop, I pee. So I'm like peeing on my balls because of this thing. <laughs> and I had been shitting. I had been shitting nonstop. And then, of course, when I go in for the stool sample, I'm unable to go. And they were going to run it up to the hospital that day. So there was a cutoff. So I was wandering around the city. I think I popped into like a TJ Maxx or something and went into the bathroom oh. and there was like a fly flying around. And I, uh. and I squeezed out the most disturbing, minuscule little turd. I didn't even know if it would be enough. And I run back to the doctor's office all proud. Here it is. Here it is. And the doctor looked disgusted. The woman you're who handled so the sample looked disgusted. I mean, you're one of I the know. safest guys I know with the masks and everything. And I know. You, you, you know what's you, weird, too? I, I lose my mind. I also think he has like really bad luck or something because like I've done some really questionable things probably you know maybe worse than Chris and I'm fine like he never got sick I'm always sick Ralph shut up no, Ralph's like always sick. Somebody, I don't feel good. Leave me alone. There's a difference between I don't feel good. Ralph has a superpower, though. I'll give him that. He he used to say to me, he could look at a, a woman and know if she was dirty, and uh, I didn't believe it. But he he helped me out one time. He told me someone was dirty, and turned out uh, she was. So he has some kind of superpower uh, that uh, it's it. weird. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Bye, Ralph. Goodbye. Are you gonna message me if you you know? Don't be a weirdo. Listen, I'm not being a weirdo, Chris. I'm just saying you know you know I was upset. I'm with not you. reaching out for you. Don't say hey. Even if you don't feel like if somebody's a friend, you say hey. Listen, I don't know what I, you know. I'm sorry or whatever. But what well, I it works from both you, ways. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Uh, I don't think this is going to be worked out. 
But I you like guys Chris enjoy each other. I, I like Chris a lot. I miss him. But like, you know, when, when I like Ralph, he, I care about him. I care about his I family. I don't know what you could do that sets Ralph off like this. I don't you know, know Rob, either. That's Robin, the thing. Robin, and he doesn't you know. know. I, I, it's the same he thing all the time. Know. We go out. We do something. He's monitoring me. He comes back to the show. It says, Ralph did this. Ralph did that. It's like, I don't I'm, need that. Ralph, I all your little friends do the same thing. All your little friends do the same thing. But you take it out on me. I What? I hate to tell you, all your all your little friends do the same shit. Right, and, and you and take it out like on a, me. He's like he, he does this all the time. When when like I, I would say that was I was annoyed with something. He's like, well, you know, you know what this one says about you, and that one says about you. It's just it's enough. It's like, oh God, I don't care what they say about me. You two should well, be in trouble therapy. All right, all right, thanks, guys. Come spit in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go spit. I'm gonna go piss in your Please. mouth. Um, <laughs> what is it, Gary? Yeah. I just, I really am curious. I know we've covered a lot of ground here, but <laughs> I am curious why Ralph has an RSVP to Ronnie's wedding because, like, he's trying to put a. Oh, I have. Think that, you know what? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to get into it, but the bottom line is, uh, I have trouble saying no, and for a variety of reasons, I can't make it. I just didn't want to say no, and I was dragging my heels, and um, I was giving a stool sample. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Come no, on. but really, I felt bad. I called Ronnie. We talked the other day, and it, it's all good. I love Ronnie. Right. And, uh, I'm sorry I can't make it. Okay, goodbye. Cares. Crazy. You got RSVP. That's it. Hey, hey, hey. He can't say no, but he had to say no. I just couldn't say no. I have issues. <laughs> Jesus. That's an issue, too? Um... Hey, hey, Gary, I meant to ask you, you sent me an email that you ran into Alice Cooper, who I love. Gary, and uh, Gary was in an elevator with Alice, the legendary oh, yeah. Alice Cooper. And uh, he said, hi. what did Alice have to say? What was going on? Where was this? It serious? Yeah, it was it serious. So he was going down yeah. in the elevator. I saw him in the lobby and we were in the elevator and he goes, you know, what's going on? I'm like, you know, Howard's back and everything he goes. Yeah, please tell him I still listen all the time and I love him. Oh, geez. I love Alice Cooper. That band was great. People don't give that band enough credit. Alice is Alice Cooper, and he must be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? I think he got in a couple of years ago. I got to look. I think he got in. By the way, you know Adam Duritz doing Metamucil Man. I don't think uh, the Counting Crows are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that to me is criminal. That's insane yeah. insanity. That's a great band, right? Is Adam Duritz in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They they've never even been nominated. You're wow, kidding. they're they're, el they're eligible. That's shocking. What kind of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wouldn't have those guys in it? I mean, are they not cool enough? What do you Alice have got, to do? Alice got in in 2011. Oh, yeah. Alice Cooper's got, Jesus, school's out. Uh, <laughs> only Women Bleed. Uh, did I say school's out, Robin? Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> cool no more, no more, Mr. Nice no, Guy. Oh, there that's a great go. song. Yes. Dead no Babies. More. Dead babies. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. No more, Mr. I'm 18. Oh, look, yeah. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie inducted Alice Cooper in 2011. Nice. Is Robin the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I hope so. No. White Zombie. No. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I mean, just, you know, just more human than human is uh, Rob. Oh, man. Wow, that's fucked up. But but Counting Crows a big band, no? I think so. They're one of my yeah, favorite bands. Yeah, they're great. Mm -hmm. 
Weird shit. Oh, and then you said that uh, you saw the Black Crows in Aerosmith. Oh, what a show, Howard. What a show. I love Aerosmith so much. Steven, you said, has crazy energy for a dude his age, right? Yeah, just got sad news this morning. Um, he's got to postpone a bunch of shows because of his vocal cords. But I wow. was there Saturday night. And I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it at all. He sounded amazing, amazing energy. And you know what, what I was really impressed with? You know, this is their kind of, I guess, their farewell tour. They really did a great job of splitting it. It wasn't just all those hits from the second half of their career. They could have just done that as a whole show. They really played a lot of early stuff and a, and a lot of those that stuff, too. The MTV stuff, I call it. From uh, and, Toys uh, in the Attic all, and all that. All that stuff. They played a ton of that. And the Black what? Crows open were great, too. Oh, Black Crows are amazing. Uh, I still say one of the best front men I've ever seen. Uh, Steven Tyler in that group is, I mean, Steven Tyler's an amazing front man. But, uh, 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 Chris, Chris Robinson is unbelievable front man, right? I mean, the guy, dude, just amazing. At one point, you get, it's like, I think it's like almost in a row. It's like Thorn of My Pride, Remedy, Hard to Handle, Jealous Again, and she talks to angels. Like, it's ridiculous. That's a good show. Um, yeah. As I, good as I, Taylor Swift? <laughs> that's a different show. Never, I haven't seen Taylor Swift, but I, I'll I'm tell you what. i about I, uh, Gary. Gary knows. I've probably seen about 15 Aerosmith. You know, here's the thing with uh, the older rock stars. I saw Bruce had to take some time off. Um, you know, I it's such a bitch getting older because... Even like yesterday, I was in the studio running around, and you know, it, I, I notice you got to really rest up. You got to really uh, plan for stuff. It can't yeah. be too spontaneous. And just uh, imagine doing a show every night. You got to sleep all day the next day before you're ready to do another show, right? Yeah, I'll bet you Stephen was just doing too many shows in a row. You know what I mean? I'm, they got to pace themselves. Is Stephen seventy something? How old is Stephen? Seventy five. You know? 75. Jesus Christ, he's five years away from being 80. Uh, Did you, can't... you see that the Rolling Stones are putting out a new album and then they're going to go on tour again? Yeah. No, well, Mick Jagger's in, he's amazing. Keith Richards, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, those dudes, they carry on like young men. I mean, I actually saw Billy Joel Dude. over the summer. He was at the Ed Sheeran concert and, uh, geez, he's still doing it, too. And no, no diminishing of the voice. Mm-hmm. Which That's is amazing. A big deal. Yeah. And, yeah. And Howard at, at the show, it was uh they brought out a big cake at the end of the show to sing <clears throat> happy birthday to Joe Perry, who just turned <clears throat> seventy three. So they're not young guys, wow. but they <clears throat> I gotta say they performed like they were. Yeah, well that problem is then they gotta go on the next night, the next night, the next night. And they can't. Um Bruce, he's gotta pace himself better, and so does uh Steven. And I, I bet you Mick Jagger has to pace himself, too. The guy's 80 yeah, years old. It'll be interesting to see what their schedule looks like. Yeah. I remember, Howard, I remember talking to Tom Petty's manager back in the day when we were trying to get him on. And we were just talking schedule. And he says, Tom, he goes, listen, he's an older guy now. He will never do back-to-back -back shows. That doesn't happen right. anymore. There's got to be at least a day's rest, if not two. <clears throat> I tell you, man, when you bring up the name Tom Petty, that just pains me because... I blew off interviewing Tom Petty because he wanted to do it later in the day. He didn't want to get up in the morning. That was a big mistake. I should have moved my fat ass out and done that interview because that guy, he's a genius, too. That At least I could have had an interview on record with him. You know what the uh, hardest I, part was, Howard? It was, it was also 
they wanted to do it where they were in LA and we were in New York and we weren't, I don't think we, like we do it all the time now, but we weren't technologically ready to do it and we didn't think it was going to be good. The technology was not good and I didn't want Tom Petty to sound bad. You know what I mean? I I, I wanted him to have a good experience. So anyway, what can I tell you? Yeah. Counting Crows became eligible. Jimmy Lovato said, don't live with regret. Yeah, she's something. We did get a. I should read some email, actually. Yeah. Um, let's see. Start with Demi Lovato. Great interview with Demi today. Didn't know much about her before this morning, but the entire interview was fantastic. I especially love her views on UFOs. <laughs> um, something happened last night, and I was like, I wonder if Dem- Demi is watching this because it was a UFO kind of thing, some sighting. A lot of people wishing her well, you know, with her uh, sobriety. Yeah. I hope Demi stays focused, healthy, and determined. Some people like that she was a Billie Holiday fan. She gave an, an engaging and honest interview about her life, including drug use and sobriety. I highly recommend anyone who missed it listen to the replay. Um, what a backing band, someone wrote. We need more all-female bands out there to show everyone women can rock just as hard as the guys. Yeah. Uh, good band. I think she's that on was the another uh, revelation when the the guitar player said sometimes she gets turned down from bands because she'll like, upstage the lead or something because she's yeah. so dynamic. Well, that girl was really hot, super tall, really kick ass body a and kick ass guitar player too. Yeah, but but the problem is she's fucking hot, and maybe some of these <laughs> some of these people are insecure, you know. <laughs> I enjoyed looking at her. I like the whole band. They look great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Demi played, uh, Cool for Summer. She revamped it. She did a little of that. What a voice, huh? I like that song, Heart Attack, too. By the way, when she was uh, yakking away with me, she mentioned a band that really influenced her, you know, in rock and roll. And she said the, the band was Job for a Cowboy. Uh-huh. I didn't know that, but that was a band I never heard. So I, so I looked it up, and uh, holy shit, that's a this is job for a cowboy. This is what she's into. Nice. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I figured they had to be way out there because we had never heard any of the guys or people she talked about. Uh, Ronnie made uh, the fans excited yesterday. Ronnie and Stephanie, of course, are getting married in October by an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's a couple of things. I never understood the hero worship of Elvis Presley, let alone hiring a fake one to officiate at your wedding. Yeah, I don't get it. But if it means more Elvis impressions by Howard, I'm all for it. Yeah, I I enjoy imitating Elvis, although, you know, the the shtick gets old because uh, nobody cares about Elvis anymore. 
Uh, to each his Except own, but Ronnie. having him. Ronnie wants yeah. to be married by him. <laughs> uh, to talk about making a mockery. To each his own, but having an Elvis impersonator marry you seems so hillbilly to me. It's a nice day for a white trash wedding. Can you please live stream Ronnie and Stephanie's wedding? I'm all for it. I'd put it up on the app. Um, I don't know how Ronnie and Stephanie would feel about it. This guy says well, he would I, pay. I hope you do because that's the only way I'm going to see it. Yeah, I, this guy says put it on pay per view. I, I I would just put it up there for the fans, you know, who subscribe. Uh, Ronnie and Stephanie. Yeah, so they I, they don't want to live stream their wedding, but we do have clips of them with that Elvis impersonator who's going to officiate oh, their wedding. Because Ronnie didn't really remember the conversation. Yeah, I have clips of it. It's crazy. The guy's standing there full on Elvis and uh, holding it. <laughs> and then the guy has a guitar and he even gives himself rim shots. Like whenever he says something he thinks is funny, he hits the guitar. So question. I'm down at the altar. I don't walk down the aisle usually. You're already yeah. waiting. Correct. Yeah. And then the best man, Maid of Honor, comes down. I'll sing. I say come down. Yeah. Right. We'll pick out a song for that. Okay. And then she comes down because we're having a very yeah, but... Oh, that's cool. Who's giving you away? My dad. Yeah, so I'll sing. He'll come down. Then I'll stop singing, and I'll and he stands there and just says, uh, oh, "I'll say who gives this bride away," and then he'll say, "I do," and shake his hand. Who presents this bride? Nobody's giving me away. I'm not prized. Who wants? Who presents? Oh. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, Stephanie. Uh, she doesn't want the Elvis impersonator. Just she wants the Elvis impersonator to act professionally and not say, "Give away the bride." Right. Uh, she feels it's like presenting her as a gift to Ronnie, giving her away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, if you're really that concerned about... If you're, if, if Ronnie's standing there waiting for oh, you, you, you are a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See that pussy. <laughs> you go. I'll say, who presents this bride? He'll give you a kiss, shake Ronnie's hand. <laughs> yeah. No punching, no swinging. You know? <laughs> Keep it clean. It's not Mr. and Mrs. Ronnie Mund. It's Stephanie and Ronnie. If you're going to announce us. Okay. No, no, just... Because my name should be in there, too. Yeah, of course. You want it first? Stephanie and Ronnie? <laughs> I'll put a note. Guy's laughing. It is. Well, her point is not Mr. and Mrs. Ronnie Mund. It's Mr. and Mrs. Ronnie and Stephanie Mund. But he's sort of like, you got Elvis marrying you. You, you got yeah. all these rules and Elvis is marrying you. <laughs> and you hear, like, I, I keep okay, cutting it off. Whatever you want. <laughs> you see how every time he says something, he hits the guitar? It's like he's yeah. got rim shots. Yeah. But, you know, if you really want uh, uh, someone to officiate and to, I don't even know, I wasn't in the room, but I don't even know that this Elvis dude is writing down what Stephanie's saying. I don't think he's going to remember. He's going to get all muddled when the yeah. wedding is happening. He's not going to yeah. remember this. Yeah, I mean, he's concentrating on being Elvis. Well, that's what? enough, you know. They... See why I didn't want to start on my it's kind of a very traditional meeting. Stephanie's talking about her concerns and Ronnie's like, oh, here we go. I know. He's the, like Archie Bunker and she's like his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, honestly, Elvis was with a 14 year old. He might not be the most feminist choice to handle a <laughs> wedding. You know what I mean? And it does sound like the two men are like, oh, no, here she. OK, honey, we'll call. We'll take Mr. Thinks and Mrs. It's the funniest thing he's yeah. ever heard. Whatever yeah. you want, honey, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie's like, yeah, sorry, Elvis. Here comes all that dumb broad shit they care about. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. Hey, Ron. What's up? Like, if, if Stephanie wants a guy who's not going to say politically incorrect things, you don't go to an Elvis impersonator. That's all Listen, I'm saying. I I know what you're saying. And yeah. Did he take notes even? He was holding a guitar. He didn't write down. No, okay. he didn't write it on he the did, guitar. He didn't, he didn't take notes, but uh, the dude um, who owns the place was taking notes. Oh, okay, good. And, and, my, right. and uh, the helicopter, Brian, dude, was the guy who was... Uh, he was filming everything for the show. Okay. Okay. The helicopter so, yeah, there's dude. No, there's notes. Yeah, my rich helicopter friend. You want to hear more of the meeting or you want to move on? I hey, love Matt? this meeting. I okay. love Elvis laughing at everything. <laughs> yeah, he's not taking it all that. No one's taking it all that seriously. They met Elvis at the Graceland Chapel. He had just finished officiating a wedding. So he was in full costume and holding a guitar. And here's more discussion on the logistics of the wedding ceremony. Stephanie had an issue with some of the traditional wedding terminology. And well, yeah. you heard that part. And then, yeah, then they yeah, got into. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. Yeah, well, she doesn't want to be presented so to I. you. Or I mean, she doesn't want to be gifted to you. You know what I mean? Oh, what please. was it? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's all. You think that's silly? No, no. Whatever she no, wants. Seriously. It's it is, it, no, like, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever, whatever she wants. You Ronnie know, it's keeps her bringing. Day. It's her. It's her day. Remember, it's your day too. No, but it's it's always you know it's. I'm just. What time do I have to be there? You know. <laughs> Ronnie's clearing. Uh, Ronnie's clearly thinking a lot about how much this thing's going to cost him because. Uh, oh, he, to, yeah, he's complaining yes. to Elvis. We, I'm complaining <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> I'm so over fucking. We're so yeah. over budget. On Ronnie this did. Thing. Ronnie <laughs> did the move I always do. I, like he says to Elvis, he kind of goes, "Oh, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to have empty pockets because you're just hoping Elvis isn't going to milk you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, yeah, you're thinking just go, Elvis will give me a discount. Uh, right. Yeah. So Ronnie's smart. Like he. He slips it. Ah, oh, this is going to empty my pocket. Listen to it. And then you'll have your marriage license because I have to take that. I'll sign it. And as soon as I pronounce you, you're married. Ooh. I'm ordained. So. <laughs> yeah, like anything's going to really change except my pockets will be empty. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh. about the only thing that's going to change. That's right, Ronnie. We're going to empty your fucking pockets. I'm Elvis. <laughs> hey, you yeah. got that right. Oh, that it's once in a lifetime. Yeah. For you. <laughs> Second in a lifetime for me. Uh, what, how much money are you up to, Ron? How much dough? I don't even really? want to go there. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know what I'm hearing from everyone? Like, Gary this morning was bitching about how much it's going to cost him to go to your wedding. It's like fucking out of control. How, well, Ron, hey, Gary, tell Ronnie, what are you up to? Listen, it's my choice to go, you know, so right. I'm not, I'm in picture, but listen, I think, uh, I'm looking at my notes here. I think my plane tickets, because the uh, planes were expensive at the time I booked it. I think it's like still are, dude. Piece. So yeah, I think it's pretty, almost 1800 to 2000 for the flight. So that's two grand there. Air, the, airfare the, the is out of control now. 
the room, Ronnie got us a, you know, a decent deal, but it's 250 a night for three nights, which is 750. But once you throw tax in, that's a grand, right? It's going to cost me $160 each way just to get a car to the airport. Then this car's there. And then a gift, you know, I got to give Ronnie at least what I gave Nawiki. And then, you know, on their Thursday night, we're going to go out to a nice dinner. I figure by the time the weekend's done, it's probably between 4,500 and five grand. Yeah. Do you think your, the amount of money you're spending is going to affect the amount of money you give Ronnie? Like maybe you'll skimp I, I a th- little. I thought, this is what I thought about. I, I was like, I'm going to give him at least what I gave Nawiki. And then I was thinking I should give him more because Ronnie's a great friend. But then we are spending a lot of money to go there. And Ronnie and Stephanie, I love them. They're not, um, they're not starting a new life. You know what I mean? They're not right. like, like, you, sometimes you give a gift. Do you think, Ron, be honest. Do you think Ronnie should say, listen, no gifts? You know, no, I'm, no. I'm, 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 no, all right. no, 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 100% no, all right, he's still paying for a wedding, because Ronnie's hoping to make some of this back, you know what I mean, I know, right, him. <laughs> I mean, I remember, you, I remember, you, you know me, <laughs> I know you, you you're know complaining, me. Ronnie, you would love to see well, some I, of the I money can, come I back, I can complain, I'm allowed to complain, I remember you when you, want some of that money back, I re- Ron, I remember when you were starting this, you said to me, my budget's thirty to 35000 for the whole wedding. <laughs> That's what you said. And I said to you, yeah, what? I, know, yeah. I said, you're high. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Are you up to a hundred grand? Oh, he's way over that. No. No, no, no he's no? not. If, I, if it was in New York, yes. Oh, okay. Right. I'd be over it. Believe me. All right, but so you're probably somewhere around seventy five thousand. I'm gonna guess a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. I mean, this guy works hard for a living. I mean, you know, I still say he's grand. not done. I still say he's not done. There's gonna be more added to that. How many totally. people you got coming? <laughs> um, we invited two, two twenty, I think. Something uh, like so that. you'll make you'll make one seventy one seventy two. So I let's cut the bullshit. I'm going to say it for Ronnie. I'm going to do him. A, I'm going to give him the best wedding gift he ever got, which is to say to everybody, "Fuck these gifts. Just give him cash." He wants cash. He, he does can't not say want a it. Toaster. Yeah. He no. He's not looking for your toaster. Here's here's the bottom line. And trainer, you got to pony up a hundred bucks at least to Ronnie. You can't go oh with fifty God. bucks. Stop it! Don't no tell offense. people what they so have to funny. give. People can I, give right. what they want, dude. I told Ronnie, just keep saying, "Hey, people can give what they want, and I'll do the dirty work." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be um, a bad guy. I didn't yep. say that, Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie would like cash gifts. What do I got to give? I'm not going, but what do I got to give you to make it up to you? I'll stop it. What, you, what would you really be happy with? Be honest. Listen. Listen. What do you want from me? T- honestly, because I don't want to fuck you up. I don't want anything. Up. I don't want anything from you. I'd rather you never name want. your number. I'm, I'm name not your number. Into it. No. Uh, no. Seventy-five. Name seventy-five. No, stop. stop it. Seventy-five dollars. <laughs> you got it. No. Seventy-five k. Uh, are you nuts? This is seventy-five k. I'd rather. I'd rather you come and not yeah, bring well, anything. How's that? I'm not coming, so I better bring. I, I better that. send you something. I, I know that. You don't have to. Trainer, what are you going to give Ron? Are you going even? I would think oh, you I'm, wouldn't go because yeah, you're going to have to give him a gift. Oh, I'm no, no, he's going. Yeah, yeah. I'm prepared to go as high as uh, 69.99 maybe for <laughs> whatever. Mike, whatever, Mike. I'm just happy you're coming. I'm very happy to be there. It's going to be. I'm happy uh, that anybody who's going is making the trip and spending the money to come to the wedding, I feel it's it's a really good thing. 
So are you telling them not to give you gifts? You, I you, didn't say any. I'm not saying anything, but I'm not yeah, saying he wants they gifts. have to give anything. Stop it. Nothing's mandatory, right? Ron? No, it's it's I'm very touched about the people that are coming. Trainer, it's going to cost you a lot of money to go to the wedding. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, plus, I'm, now well, you got to give a gift. some great discounts. <laughs> I don't know. I did, I did get the flight on miles. And, uh, oh. you know, the it, I'm only staying two nights. Some people are moving to Vegas for like a whole week. I am uh, <laughs> just doing the two nights back to my family, back to my well, kids. Well, Mike, yeah. you are never... You, are you, Mike, are you coming to the Wednesday thing or no? No, I'm not doing the Wednesday thing. Uh, I'm going to arrive Thursday and then split Saturday. Okay. Wednesday thing? What the, These people have to work on Wednesday. You talking about Wednesday thing. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're doing shows and, you know, I wanted to uh, get back, uh, get back to my kids and stuff. So yeah, I'm just doing two nights. Some people are going more good for them. Um, by the way, you can give Ronnie a gift because you don't tip the housekeepers. So whatever you were going to give the housekeepers, <laughs> yeah, you can give to Ronnie. Yeah, just save it all for Ronnie. Uh, yeah. any, any change I have on me, you know, I might leave <laughs> behind by accident. Come on. You don't tip the housekeeping staff at the hotel? I do. I do. I, no, I heard you don't. It's okay. You can oh, you it. heard? <laughs> Trainer, you <laughs> might as well pass up. You might as well come clean. Everyone's an expert on me now after this, yeah. this $50 gift, <laughs> which is up to 120 I did give more gradually. Oh, is that right? Yes. Well, he says, uh, 120. <laughs> he, he, he originally gave Nowicki 50, 50 bucks. Then he yeah. got shamed. So he gave him another 50 and then he actually threw him a 20. Yeah, Sam found out I gave 50 and she was just so giddy. She was shaking with excitement that she had a thing to come on the air and make a big deal over. So I gave a little more and then on the air I gave uh, a final piece. By the way, you know what's most insulting, Mike? Mm. When you gave Nowicki 50, you know who called and or spoke to someone? Bigfoot called you cheap. Really? Bigfoot. Oh. Yeah, Bigfoot couldn't believe Bigfoot <laughs> couldn't believe it. Where's that tape of Bigfoot? Here. Oh, I got it. That's funny. Call, Listen to this. I'll call him a Jew. Can't afford to give him more than $50. There's <laughs> something wrong with that picture. What? I mean, put the anti-Semitism aside, but... Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> yeah. I'll call him a Jew. Can't afford to give him more than $50. There's something wrong with that picture. Why do you think that this guy might be Jewish? Why would you go to a wedding? Everything was free probably right there at the wedding section, right? And probably the meal with the with the cake and stuff like that is. Yes, everything was free. You should have gave at least 300 of those then. I, I wouldn't hang out with somebody that wanted to be that cheap. I really wouldn't. Bigfoot, if you would have been invited to this wedding, how much would you have given? I'm not rich. I'm not really, really wealthy. I'll at least give you a hundred bucks. So even you would have given him a hundred bucks. Yeah. The guy's name is Trainer. What do you want to say to Trainer? Trainer, you're pretty damn fucking cheap, ain't you? I mean, you shouldn't have gave at least more than fifty dollars. You went to a wedding reception, is where everything was free. Is what the fuck is wrong with you? Why couldn't you just give him a hundred or? Or three hundred, or even five hundred, if you're that rich. Yeah, real cheapskate. You're just looking for everything we can get for free, basically. We have one more staff wedding coming up. What is your advice to trainer about giving a gift for this next wedding? I wouldn't even invite him to the uh, next wedding reception. That's what I would do. Cut him off the list. That's what I would do. I wouldn't even bother inviting him. He'd probably pull the same fucking nonsense. Well, 
Wolfie, did you explain the the food truck situation to him? I'm sure he has a full picture. Mike, Mike, what is it, Mike? What is it like to get shamed by Bigfoot? Uh, you you know, it's got to be devastating. It it is a little bit, I guess. You know, it, it was. I think Wolfie maybe framed it in a way that uh, got the no. reaction he was looking he was, for. He was no. but, uh <laughs> I did not frame it anyway. I just told him the the circumstances, and Bigfoot was offended. Oh, Wolfie, I, I know Wolfie would go ahead. I heard you look at Mike differently now after finding out he only gave Steve 50 bucks at the wedding. I mean, I, for whatever reason, this thing really stuck with me. I, I just keep thinking about it, and I, I don't understand it. And I, I think it's really left a stain on Mike's reputation within the office because everyone feels so strongly that it was just such a, a bad move. I, 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 I thought it was a bit. I really thought this was a bit. But then he's unapologetic about it, so I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I've given more, and I, I reached out to Steve and said there was no hard feelings. So other than the apology, I was unapologetic. I'm not apologizing to you, Wolfie, but I'm apologizing maybe to the person involved. So Everyone's an expert Steve, on what I should be doing with my money. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry I, I didn't spend it the way that everyone else would. Uh, I, I'm a, a different person in different circumstances than uh, the rest of you motherfuckers. Well, That's, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, it's the Mike. same. I'm the same. I'm the same I, I, you, I feel you're not a different person. A different. So here's the thing. Like any office, everybody monitors what everybody does. So people see the vacations you go on. People see the places you go to. You're not broke. You just chose to not where, give money. Where have I no, gone? We, Dude, okay. you, you take these. You go to Disney. You got the full family. Like I know. Listen, you I went there go last to nice, year. My wife's family lives there. We sl- you, sleep at our aunt's house. You also go to, to you Disney. go to nice hotels. Like again, we people. Oh, see wait stuff. a second. You don't uh, know what Mike's situation. You don't know that Mike is uh, has very sick elderly parents that he has to pay for them. <laughs> He's and, supporting. Uh, you take two trips people. a year. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, Mike. Just be honest. Did you give $50 because that's the best you could do? Or did you give $50 because you chose to give it? That's the big, that's the question I want to know. It, it's like both. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, we're getting into my finances more than I right. think is it's appropriate for my office, let I alone think you guys, a radio audience to hear about, you know? So like, yeah. I, you guys people on this show rough. explain more than I already have. People on this show get into people's finances all the time. It's part of what it is. I'm not well, asking you what you make. I'm, I'm not asking you what you make. Whatever they want. Just all like, right, all right. I, I don't want to talk about it. Is that your standard wedding gift? 50 bucks? <laughs> like any wedding you go to, you give 50. That's your, Standard? Not every time, you know. Look, I, I, I've you given more to situations. Ronnie's <laughs> getting a hundred. Yeah, so Ronnie's getting a hundred. Who? Ronnie. Ronnie's, Ronnie's getting a hundred. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, you know how I you get see how you feel. Those hotels add on a lot of charges in Vegas. They're very sneaky. Do you survey the lay of the land before you decide what that gift is going to be? Oh, I'm going to like poll the, the whole office and I don't know. No, I, no, I'll, no, no. You're going to look at, you know, like you looked at in the wiki oh. setup and you go, this is a $50 wedding. <laughs> no one could disagree. No one could disagree with that. That's, that's real old school shit where people right. used to bring a blank check and a card and yeah. they'd, they'd go in the bathroom like at the end of the <laughs> wedding and figure out what the fuck they were going to give because how the food was and all that kind of shit. I know that uh, yeah, my yeah, parents yeah. used to do that. I am married. <laughs> I got married 10 years ago. This week, actually, my 10-year anniversary. And uh, it was, you know, a wonderful time. Some people gave me a lot of money. Some people gave me hundreds. People gave me 50. I have no, I'm not like, what hey, Mike, a piece you're of the right shit. Guy I don't to, care. Mike, you're the right guy I to appreciate ask. appreciate it. How much should I give Ronnie? 
Ooh, you? Yeah. Uh, well, See, you have a sexual long you. relationship. Oh, you. Yeah. I mean, you go uh, back a ways. Go ahead. Chris got, uh, or not Chris, uh, Steve got what, 2,500? Is that, was that yeah. the amount? So yeah. do the math. Steve's been here about 10 years. Oh, Ronnie's been around 30. Well, you're generous with my money. 38. Oh, okay. You asked me. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. even care. Then it's straight. 38, not 30. <laughs> yeah, 38. 38. Well, what do you want, Ronnie? I'm putting Mike on the spot, but really, what no. kind of money? Don't keep me guessing. Do you want? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I told you how I feel. Five grand cover it. We talked. We talked this about. We talked about this off the air, dude. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, but, uh, Mike, is five grand cover it? I would I would think that would be yeah. very generous and very nice of you to give five grand. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money, Wolfie. Is that are you guys going to uh, think that's you, you, hey, you're, what that okay you're rolling your you, eyes? Wolfie? Yeah, Wolfie's. I'm not giving him more that. than five. No, no, I was thinking. No, I mean I think that's a very appropriate gift. I mean you love Ronnie. Okay. You've known him forever. I, yeah, I think I mean, that's, that's I mean, generous. What the fuck. Now Robin's got to give five. I don't necessarily Robin. match you all the time. All right. For you, what are you going to give, Robin? Oh, I haven't it. decided yet. Come on, help me out here. Don't go five because then I look you? bad. No, I'm not going to go five. Okay. Good. I told you, I don't do that to you. I let you mm. shine. <laughs> you're, so, you're a sweetheart. Get over here. <laughs> Put on your negligee and get over here right I'm now. I'm not doing that to you. Yeah. Put on the negligee. Come over because average, I wonder what the average average gift was in the wikis. Well, the well, fucking trainer brought it down uh, the median uh, gift. <laughs> yeah, like everybody <laughs> looks bad after trainers. I know. I, I saw a lot of hey, people saying, like, <laughs> "Fred, what are you giving?" You're I might give him at chest. least seventy-five. Ooh. No, seriously, what are you going to give Ronnie? You're not wait, going wait, to wait, wait. Hey, hold on, hold on a sec. You want to hear what Fred gave? I'll tell you what. what yeah, Fred he knows. Gave. He probably knows. Fred Fred sent me back the response card saying, you know, he couldn't attend. Right. And he sent me not. a blank check. A blank what? check? He sent me a blank check with no, and it wasn't signed. So what am I supposed to do? Oh, oh that's <laughs> Have a weird. party, Ron. Fred, what are you thinking? I mean, what kind of obnoxious uh, thing is that? I, don't I didn't do that. that. He's joking with you. He's fucking with you. Oh. Fred. Yes, sir. So you're not, of course you're not going, you don't go anywhere. I'm not going there. No. Right. Plus, I know. And that. I was right. It, it, it's turning into like the Queen's uh, wedding. It's got two, over 200 people, right? No, it's he's under 200. He's at 170. Yeah. Now. And it's also turned into like a four-day event. I mean, he's, he's already well, getting insulted Fred, when people don't go on the Wednesday. What do you mean you're not Fred, coming on Wednesday? I'm not insulted. Well, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Wednesday. We're kind of giving a little pushback. A, dude, I asked him. a question. That's all. <laughs> no, no. no there was, there was definitely a little attitude towards uh, Mike on that. Was like, what? You're not coming on Wednesday? I didn't the say that. Problem? I said, I just asked a question. That's all. Now, I know what you mean. Like, you Ronnie get gets so insulted. He, he did. He He's got right. A, he got He's a little bit insulted. No, I didn't. What do you mean? What? What? Listen, not coming Wednesday enough to be there for the whole fucking thing. I didn't say that. I never fucking said you, that. What are you, you talking were, about? I don't, Mike, hey, Mike, did you get like a feeling this. you were being pressured? Excuse me, guys. No, According no. to Zola, a website dedicated to <laughs> wedding planning, uh-huh. co-workers yeah. or distant relatives should spend 50 to $75 on a wedding gift. 
There you Trans go. Right in there. I think Come most on. of the country would do that. I think the East Coast, it's a very like New York thing to like drop a fat wad when you go to a, a wedding. And I don't I just don't think it's like. But, that, but Mike, it's not a fuck so why you. do Everyone's I so have to give Ronnie? Why do I have to give Ronnie five grand? Because I'm Howard Stern, I guess. You'd have to give Nobody shit. I told you, you that. I'm not to talking to you, Ronnie. I'm Ronnie, I'm trying to work to out a gift here, and I'm trying to ask the guys in front of you. Sit tight. You might end up with a bundle. Oh, stop it. You know, Fred, you, what do you, you say, what's Fred giving? That's what I want to know. Fred, I bet you Fred's not giving you anything. No signature. I did give him. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. He did. I'm telling How much you, did you send? Me. I'll do, I'm going to match Fred. What did oh, you give? Well, then you're going to be off the hook pretty easily. I gave what him did five, you but I did not give him 5,000. Oh, you gave him 500, huh? Correct. That's and, like I think that's, gift. and I think that's appropriate. What house did you go to? <laughs> huh, what? What house was it sent to? <laughs> Whatever that uh, message came in. like the uh, Dude. It didn't come to blank, Dude, it was a blank check with no signature. That can't be. What do you mean it can't be? Okay. I can't believe that I did that, but, uh, dude, are you, Freddie, sure are, you ser- are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, what? <laughs> Unless my wife your... slipped something into the dude, envelope you better, without you me bet, knowing you about it. Bet, dude, you better go back and check your checkbook because <laughs> like I have one. You don't have a checkbook. I have a checkbook, but I don't keep records of that. I write so infrequently. I write a check. You know what? Take, well, you I'll didn't you write, what. dude. You didn't write anything. Take a picture of that and send it to me. No, I thought it was a joke. I threw it in the garbage. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fred, you don't know. Wait a second. Do you got the Alzheimer? No, sir. Because, because, uh, I don't keep, I I write so checks. Totally serious about this. Really? Can I say something? Ronnie, Ronnie, either you have dementia or Fred has dementia. One of you. You want to ask Fred, did I'm you think you. you had written a, a check? I thought I did right after I drew a picture of a clock. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Fred, what? I'm making a Ronnie callback. So, Fred, according to you, you gave Ronnie five hundred dollar yeah. check, and according to Ronnie, you sent him a blank check. Well, then what I'll do is I'll send him another five. But if I get end up getting double charge for that, I'm coming after you, Ronnie. Dude. You could come after me all you want. I'm being serious. Okay. I'm, I'm not kidding. I thought it was a joke. And we just said, oh, okay, that was nice of Fred. It's okay. I don't care. Doesn't this back up my I whole stance on Fred that he's like the strangest guy on the planet? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, your, this that's, is, that's your opinion. No, you just and you're just going to. I don't know if I even did that. People you are did. shitting on trainer. I don't he even gave, know he, if I did he, that. he got 50 bucks. Well, then I was I mean, generous yeah. if I gave him a blank check. <laughs> I, listen, here's what we thought. And I'm being very serious. Here's what we thought. Please. We, when it, when it came, we thought it was a joke. We thought it was like some old checking account that you probably had that, that's closed <laughs> out. I'm serious. Well, that was if, closed out. If it was. And, and, and we thought it was like, you know, that's Fred. He's being funny. What you know? well, if weird. It was blank and I was not trying to be funny. <laughs> and, uh, I apologize. If that's oh, true. You, if that's indeed true. Dude, it's I'll, true. I'll, I'll get, have to ask me my to get wife. Stephanie in here. I'll get her. Yeah, okay. get Stephanie in here. I mean, Where's Stephanie? I gotta, I gotta yeah. know hold that this really If happen. I send you a blank check, it's a joke. It's not uh, for real. <laughs> wow. Fred, Fred, this concerns me. It concerns me, too. This is the strangest blank thing. check to Ronnie? It's probably buying a fucking uh, Dodge Challenger now. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't send a blank check, right? 
I'll ask her. <clears throat> Stephanie, hey, what's happening? Hi, Steph. You look great. Don't mind me. I was just about you to look terrific, by the way. No, you, <laughs> you look, look fantastic. It's good Thank to see you. you. Big ball. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're marrying Ronnie. <laughs> but but God bless you. I know. I'm telling I you. Know. You guys hit on you a lot. Weekend. You're such a good-looking girl. I mean, uh, do guys hit on you all the time? Um, I mean, here and there, you know. But most of the time, we're out with like our couple friends. So like, right. guys don't really. Come. Oh, sorry, the dog. Oh. What did you? Could you describe for us oh, what you received from Fred as a wedding gift? <laughs> a blank check. Wow. There was no signature. <laughs> wow. 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 We laughed. We thought, we thought it was a joke. Fred swears he sent you $500. I'm texting my wife now. I, I got to. Now, now this is driving me nuts. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Too much. You excited about it? Was, you know, I got to tell you, when I was watching the tape of you talking to the Elvis impersonator, uh-huh. And you were making some really good points. Like you said to the dude, hey, you're not giving me away. No one's giving me away. Thank you. And I want to be <laughs> Ronnie and Stephanie Mund. I don't want to be Mr. and Mrs. Ronnie Mund. Right. The Elvis impersonator, I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy. But, yeah, you know, if you want those kind of things, maybe not have an Elvis impersonator. Maybe somebody who would take it a little more seriously. Maybe somebody who takes it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? We could have. We could have, you know, but obviously we're not going to do like a priest or a rabbi or anything like that, you know. Um, and we someone who might take fun. this seriously. I feel like he is, you know. Right. Yeah, he. I know he's going to sing songs, and yeah, he's dressed like Elvis, but he's really nice. Um, he was a good dude when we met him the other day, so I think he will. And he's You're happy coming from. Yeah, he's, we're not going to the chapel. He's coming from it to to marry us. We're we're our venue. Right. Are you having any jitters or second thoughts or you're really ready? No, no, just a little stress trying to get like all the little details together. But otherwise, sure. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. As long as Ronnie writes his vows down, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. I, I got to play the audience that tape. So was, I got a tape of Stephanie just going, hey, I want you to write down your vows. And he's like, I can't read the paper. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking write them down. She wants you to write it down, right. write it down. Exactly. I bought these little books so he could stick it in his jacket pocket, thinking it would be nice. Mm. But I get it, and I can't type them up. I can't see his vows beforehand, which that's well, what you he know wants what? me to do. Part of my wedding gift to you is I'm going to write Ronnie's vows, and they're going to be beautiful. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> It'll be all you. set. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. They're going to be really loving. Um, Thank you. Because you're a saint. You are a saint. All right. So when Ronnie's go. stumbling around, it's like he hasn't seen them before either. Right. right. Exactly. Here's, here's Ronnie and Stephanie in front of the Elvis impersonator discussing um, Ronnie writing down his vows. And Stephanie's okay. saying, listen, I bought you a little book so you'll write it down for Christ's sakes. Like she, has to, she has to get him a book. <laughs> and then do you want it? Sh- I tend to do a short ceremony. I mean, you want it longer? I like oh, it short. Short's good, but we are going to do our own though. You have them written or on a phone or something like that? I'm written. I bought little books. Okay. I'm not going to see it. Well, you better write it out, though. I swear to if God. I write it out. I'm not writing it out in that book because how the hell am I going to see it? If you go there and you don't have anything written out, I'm going to be upset at you. I'll write it there. And you can print it out on the printer. I can't. I can't see your vowels before you get them. You don't have to read it. You just stick it in the thing and print it. This is going to be fun. After you do the rings, is there any pegging or anything like this? We no, don't do that. No, no pegging. <laughs> no Just check it. Not later on. There's... It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll make it fun. Hey, hey. I, like I said, it's, it's, it, to me, it's short and sweet. Nothing like a serious wedding.
<laughs> uh, I'll make sure to have a good talk with the with the Elvis impersonator before. Yeah. Before I make sure he doesn't say anything crazy. <laughs> you may now peg the groom at the end. Oh my <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you think on the wedding night you're gonna peg Ronnie, like put the strap up on strap up on and really go to I mean, town on his head? It could happen, you know. It could happen. You're, you're so good to him. Depends on how Ronnie is. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Depends you, on what he does during the night. You've done so much for him sexually, and, and give him so much. I can't imagine what you're going to do on your wedding night to like <laughs> amp it up. You know, like make it special. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's much left to do, right? I mean, you've done it all. I don't think there's much left to do either. Maybe it'll just yeah. be a normal night then because of that. Yeah, maybe just straight fucking, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, I mean, how nice. A wider dildo, bigger gauge. Oh, maybe. Maybe. You be Fall quiet, trainer, because you're, you're not contributing. Brainstorming. <laughs> All right, Stephanie, good luck with that Elvis impersonation. Sounds like a nice guy. Thank All right, you. there you go. All right. Appreciate That's it. Stephanie. That's Ronnie's bride-to-be. Stephanie Bye. Mund. It's not, not Mrs. Ronnie Mund. Stephanie <laughs> Mund. There you go. All right. So, listen. Fred, you she, sent them a blank check. Here's the I deal. I wasn't lying. I've gotten yeah, to, so I've gotten to the bottom say? of this. I believe what? you, Ronnie, because here's the deal. That's why I couldn't believe it. Allison was supposed to write that check. Yeah. And, you know, I put the, uh, you know, put the check out, put the little uh, card out to send it back to you. And uh, I think she thought she wrote the check. So uh, it wasn't me. I mean, I'm not throwing her under the bus. I asked her, is it okay yeah, to you say are. No, I'm not. I asked her, is it okay? Because I went, right. did I not write a check? And she goes, I, 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 she goes, I thought I wrote it. She goes, maybe it was an oversight. So our, oh, good thing we my, brought it up. My apologies. If you want yeah. Venmo, I'll Venmo it to you or I'll send Stop you a it. check, whatever you're having. I'm, I'm glad I ripped it up though. <laughs> me too. Thank you. Well, all right. I wish you so contacted got... me about that. I, I really apologize. No, I think you know, Fred. I you know, I thought it was maybe like a bit no, for the show, I, whatever. I you know, I, no. I when I it didn't comes know. to that, I wouldn't fuck with you on that. No, Fred ain't writing any bits no. for the show. He's not uh, on that. No, he's too busy. Yeah, he's retired. He doesn't care. Well, when it, you know, when it, when it comes to when it comes to me, I figured maybe the puppet sent it. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Right. Well, the puppet actually sent a check, so there you go. All right. All right. Very Sorry, good. Ronnie. I apologize. Gee. No problem. God, Buc that was funny. <laughs> no, it isn't a problem. Bu Buckeye is on the phone. Go ahead, Buckeye. Hey, how you doing, Howard? You're my hero. You are the man. Thank you. I uh I got married in two thousand fifteen and one of my best not my best friend, one a really good friend of mine, they came to the wedding and between the two of them, the couple they gave me twelve dollars and fifty cents a piece. <laughs> they call that a they call that a trainer special. Uh, Don't give Mike any me. ideas. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, Buckeye, and everybody else. A lot of people think that trainer is being reasonable, right, Dave? In other words, uh, Dave lives in Indiana. He knows the value of a dollar. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I just wanted to say, if you put it into perspective, trainer, just use round figures. Trainer made a hundred thousand dollars. You know, $50, you know, would be kind of cheap, but who knows what he makes. But Howard, with what yeah, we're you not make, paying him $100,000. That's out of the question. Okay. <laughs> well, Howard, with, with what you make, in all due respect, you should be giving him $65,000. Uh. <laughs> I mean, uh, what? What? <laughs> what? Oh, my I God. I got a mother. I got a mother. I got to support. Are you crazy? $65,000. You need to see that math. What are you talking about? 
$65,000. You're out of your mind. <laughs> you know, I do realize we're in New York. You know, it's different. <laughs> the expectations are maybe a little bit more. If Steve yeah. felt bad, I apologize. I did apologize. I don't, I don't dislike Steve. I love him. He's brilliant on the show. I got nothing but bad things, but everyone else on the show who's upset about it, this didn't happen to you. So lighten up. You're okay. <laughs> Trainer, it's uh, Bigfoot. He wants to talk to you. Oh, good. <laughs> Bigfoot. Hmm. All, right. All right. Fuck Bigfoot. Hello? Uh, <laughs> oh, there you are. Oh, there Bigfoot. he is. There he Don't is. open the door, I guess. That Fred needs to get checked for dementia <laughs> because I used to smoke crack. I wouldn't send him by and check there. And my trainer is very cheap. You know, my mailman just paid me more when I fucked him. And he was, he was Jewish, he was. He was Jewish. And he All paid right. me even more. And I'm very good. <laughs> Howard, I, I just think with Mike's gift, he, he put himself on a radar that he didn't need to be. And I just, I'm going to share an example. I'm not accusing Mike of this. I have no evidence uh -oh. against him either. Last year, there was a happy hour, right? Uh, everyone cleared out and Derek and I got stuck with 200 extra dollars. And at the time I didn't think anything of it and I'm not blaming Mike, but now my mind goes back to that. Like, did, did Mike skip out? Did he not contribute? I just think he, he put himself on the radar where he didn't. Need I didn't don't, I don't recall. I think I did send Derek a few extra bucks. I, I think when he ex expressed there was an issue. So nothing happened there, man. I think you're kind of. No, making shit up. I, I didn't accuse you. I'm just saying you're you didn't now. Accuse, I mean, what else was that other than an accusation? So you <laughs> said, said why said say that, that you if it's put not yourself on a radar? Like all of a sudden, everything else is going to be seen through the lens yes. of you giving fifty dollars. Yeah, Mike. For this crowd is wedding. It was Mike. This is a tough crowd, man. This is I a know. tough People crowd. Yeah. It's all my fault that people are now going to be wrong about things, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right, let me get back to the listener desk. mail. Okay. I was going to show let you a picture back. from the wedding. Look at me and Wolfie and everyone having so much fun. It was a wonderful uh, night. That was pretty <laughs> good. <gift. was. laughs> yeah. That was knowledge, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Fred, you got to check out. Go go to the doctor. I want you to have your head checked. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm just really apologetic to uh, Ronnie about that. I'm really sorry. You know, it's your wedding. Yeah, Ronnie, and it's Ronnie needs bucks for, for, for quick, quickly. Stop so it. are you going to give him five no. grand or what? Yeah, I'll give it to him. <laughs> See? Stop I'll it. I'll send him a check. But no sign problem. it. Oh, I always just send him a blank check. <laughs> <laughs> you would bet yeah, that would be a big mistake coming out, from you. But don't sign <laughs> it. <laughs> By the way, just so I can finish up here, uh, the rest of the uh, fan mail, uh, a lot of people were intrigued by this dude who broke out of prison. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday. This is wild in Pennsylvania. They still haven't caught this guy. Wild story about the escape. Can't believe J.D. and Mamet are thinking they could pull off that crab walk climb. They'd right. be lucky to make it up a I flight of stairs. It. They're not making any crab walk climb. And the new information about the guy is now he's armed because there uh -oh. was a couple of shots fired between him and somebody who encountered him. And so now they're saying, okay, yeah, he's armed and he's dangerous. We've always felt that he could be because he's got this pack with him and you don't know what's in the pack. But yeah, he's armed. How do you? How's this fucking guy get a gun? I mean, this guy's the craftiest motherfucker on the planet. Wolfie, what do you I'm know about this? I'm telling you, when you grow up in mm. Brazil, yeah. everything about America is easy. Right. Even That's escaping right. prison. <laughs>
Last night he was 15 miles from my house. So he's, he's really, really close. Yeah. He's really close by, but yeah, I, I don't understand it. He, he's been on the run for, I think 13 days now. And yeah. So he's he's five foot tall and 120 pounds. So they think he, his size is, is a big factor in why he can hide so easily. I bet he's dressing up like a woman. I'm that's my theory. <laughs> well, but we've he, seen pictures of him on the ring doorbell with the hoodie and the I'm clean saying, shaving. Now he's a woman. I'm telling okay. you, look for a woman. <laughs> I know these things. <laughs> I know these things. You remember when you announced on the news a hundred years ago, Robin, about the, there was a guy on Long Island killing women, blah, blah, blah. The, the Gilgo, what do they call him? The, right. The, the Gilgo Beach Killer. The Gilgo yep. Beach Killer. I'm, I'll, I'll show you a clip. I'm right about this stuff. Where's that clip of me talking? How many years ago did Robin do the news story on the Gilgo? guy and it was they, they didn't know who he was they didn't know if it was a bunch of people they didn't know where he lived whether he was coming into the area and just using that area whether he was a resident of that area here's you doing the news november 30th 2011 and listen to what i said remember all those bodies that were found in suffolk county yeah during the summer they're now saying they think one killer is responsible for all those bodies found in the gilgo beach area 10 sets of human remains have been discovered since December of last year and only five have been identified so far. Initial theories suggested that multiple killers were at work. Suffolk County Police Commissioner Richard Dormer says he thinks the serial killer may be someone who lives on Long Island. They found them all on the beach, a lot of them, right? Yeah, like yeah. buried in the sand. Right. In dunes. But uh, yeah, I wonder if they're getting close to this guy. Is he feeling the heat? Is it just a matter of time? We don't know. I don't think uh, it's going to be a, a like a group of people like you just said. I think with, when they find this, I think it's going to be one guy. Mm -hmm. Probably from Long Island, like Massapequa Park or something. And I think it'll come down to DNA. You know what I mean? Yeah. They get it from like a body and then they match it to some guy eating a pizza or, or pizza box or something like that. But it's probably one guy and he's got a dark side. Real unassuming guy, probably has a white collar job, mm -hmm. probably like an architect or a, oh, I don't really? know, like, like, you know, like a, like a good job. And, but, and these guys always have a huge gun collection too. That'll be the other thing. You'll see. Okay. Keep an eye out for the Chevy pickup truck. And I don't know, Robin, I have a feeling about these things. All right. What else is in the news, Robin? Now, of course, Howard, you have your, do you have your, uh, iPhone four? Yes. Dead on. Dead on. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I didn't know you were Down such a good profiler. And I'm telling you, this guy, if he's five feet tall out in Pennsylvania and he's that slight. 120, yeah. He's walking around as a woman. Guaranteed. You take it from Nose Stradamus. <laughs> I didn't uh, think that profiling worked. Look at you. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. By the way... <laughs> I don't know when we're setting this up. And Jason, you can tell me if we are setting this up. But JD, I think Wolfie, maybe Wolfie's Richard Christie. Too? I don't know. Who are the guys who said yeah, that they could do a crab walk up a wall and they want to show on the air that they could do it? They want to try, but Mamet and Mike Trainer seem pretty certain they can do it. JD wanted to get in on it. Gary wanted to get in on it. Oh. You guys can't do it. Yeah. You guys I want to get in. I I want to get in it because I know I can't do it. I think it'll be a riot to try. I'm positive I can't do yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I want to see how strong I can yeah. be. I, JD, I you're going to hurt yourself. Beat you arm wrestling, JD? 
Well, listen, that was a few years ago. Uh, He's way know. more powerful now. You've gotten better. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, how would we set that up? I mean, uh, that seems like a big item to set up. You know, uh, listen, if we didn't care about their safety, I could set it up in the studio tomorrow. <laughs> but since we care about their safety, we're researching it. There's actually parks. They call them parkour parks where they have all these little things set up. Right, and they have instructors right. and stuff and then safety mm. stuff. So I'm going to look into uh, maybe getting the guys down there and trying it out. I watched that well, dude I on the news. Take I them- I, I think watch. We take them to the prison, Howard, and just see if they can get out. <laughs> Lock them up. I like that. I I watched those that dude climb that wall. It's fucking yeah, amazing. He had no problem. He did it. He did it fast. He did uh, it like list- he'd done it a million times before. It was not the a fan- slip or anything. The fans wrote. I saw the video of that guy crawling up the wall in the prison, and it's just as crazy as it sounds. Call it what you will. Crab walk, spider walk. JD ain't doing any of it. Uh, give credit where credit's due. That guy has skills. Get that prisoner on the next season of American Ninja Warrior. That's the That's sad right. thing. You know, the guy's a creep and a, and a fucking loser. But uh, what a shame. I mean, the guy with that kind of athletic prowess, who knows if he had gotten the right upbringing, he might have been a great athlete. The other thing that's crazy about him, do you know he got when he got out, he tried calling people he had worked with before, like yeah. somebody wanted to hear from him, you know. So the guy he got a hold of, of course, called and and called the police and said, look, the guy just called me on the phone. That's where I live. Aren't you nervous? Like, you know, they spotted this guy. How many miles from your house? It was less than 15. Wow. Are you nervous? Seriously? Like I, I would be like, like the guy, you know, I'm thinking about it. The guy's desperate. He doesn't want to go back to prison. He's now got a gun. What would prevent him from like stalking your house? And then like, like, uh, Hey, I'm moving you know, in like, with you. Yeah. He's desperate. <laughs> Dude, if, if I can't beat up a guy that weighs 120 pounds, there's a problem. He's got a gun. I, I, he's got a I, gun. I, I, uh, I don't know. He's. I mean, he's wiry, and I give I give him credit for escaping this long. But th- there's no way that he gets away. They, I think they have him kind of pinned down in a general area. I think it's coming soon. Look, they're right. saying to people like you who are within this range, keep your doors locked, make sure there are no keys left in cars. You know, secure everything. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. But I, I, I have no fear of that guy at all. Really? I, I, I think it'd be both. He's macho. No, yeah, I'm not wouldn't even be. Dude, he, he's, he's like an elf. He, he's tiny. What, what's yeah, he going to do? Dude, when a guy's got a gun, what if he's got a, a, a gun on your family? You can't fight him. He's killed <laughs> two people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not afraid. Not at all. Uh. Wolfie, you're in your house now. He's behind you. I see him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'd be really good for the show, though, if you oh, got taken awesome. over. Yeah, go find him wolfie since you're not afraid of him i would love to go track Um, him down i've I've been asking people on the show to come along with me and no one wants to do it (laughs) by the way this guy wrote me howard's right ban exercise in prison absolutely these guys are getting way too strong in prison breaking out that's that's tough wolfie uh contacted bigfoot again about this and I don't know. Bigfoot was saying he knows how to track the guy down, but it's nonsense. I mean, he's of nuts. Of course he does. Yeah. I mean, did you understand what he was even saying, Wolfie? Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I thought his his uh, strategy was sound. <laughs> really? I, okay. Here's well, Wolfie. Here's- then now we understand what everything you say. <laughs> here's Wolfie and uh, Bigfoot. You can track him down a lot easier when you find his warm shit. So if they find his warm shit, that'll enable the police to find him faster? Yeah. What information can you get from a pile of warm shit in the woods? 
We can get the DNA from it. Okay, DNA, what else? Yeah, if it's so warm, you can tell how close he is or how close you are to him. So if it's a hot, steamy pile of shit, you can tell that he's close by. Yes. But what if the shit is very cold? Yeah, if it's very cold, it's been there a while. Wolfie, how could you think that's good? I mean, if they can find his shit, they can find him. I mean, I you know. don't need his DNA. What's DNA going to do for him? I just love the idea of the police, like, in the woods just looking for warm shit. But if if they found a warm pile of shit, you know he's close by. It it makes sense. It checks. Checks out. You know, I think this guy hiding from the police is really, you know, he's sort of a master genius to get away with that. You know, because to hide is hard, especially when you're, you know, when you got 400 cops looking for you but yeah uh, every cop in the town is looking for him every but, every um, law enforcement agency is looking for him but uh bigfoot told wolfie he once hit from the police for two weeks so he figured out how to do it even. if bigfoot can do it anybody can do it yeah B- bigfoot's strategy he would break into like a different house every night See? you know hide out and then and then go somewhere else so i don't, I don't think this guy's doing that but no bigfoot i do think do this guy's doing that that's why there are no piles of shit he's using a toilet <laughs> hey wolfie you're within the 15 mile radius can you go hunt for his shit and we'll be heroes <laughs> i would go out today Have and, and you got do that a shit detector? <laughs> do you mind uh, going out finding a shit and say i found his shit so i can be a hero <laughs> that would be that would be really good thank you i'll wolfie. give you all the all credit right. Uh, finally, uh, the fans are amazed to hear that our very own Patricia Marie, a.k.a. Tan Mom, is running for Senate. Tan Mom is running for office. you got to be kidding me. On the bright and side, at least... she taken seriously, Howard. Yes. Uh, she was upset with me that I wasn't taking it seriously. <laughs> but uh, this listener writes, on the bright side, at least she'll make more sense than Mitch McConnell. That's what uh, he says. <laughs> Tan Mom might be wacky, but she has a good heart, and she's been through some hard stuff. That's more that can be said about most of the GOP out there today. Very political comment. Hmm. Tan Mom has my support. She can't yeah, do any yeah, worse yeah, yeah. than the other the other kooks from Florida already running this country. We also have a uh, bonus clip for all the Tan Mom fans out there. Tan Mom gave an interview to TMZ Live about her campaign. Uh-huh. They asked her specifically about her decision to run as a Republican. I thought it was a pretty easy question, uh, but an interesting answer. Uh, fascinating. I bet you she won over a lot of votes with this. Here she is on TMZ reaching a wide audience. So you're running as a Republican, and it sounds like the the issues you have tend to be more issues the Democrats embrace, the way you're putting it. So why, why Republican? I've always been a Republican, and um, my feelings and my issues may sound more Democratic, um, but I am a Republican through and through. Um, I'm trying to embrace it so people realize the situation at hand um, more today than it ever was. And maybe um, if I sound more like a Republican, Republicans need to take this for not for granted okay okay i think she you got can't a argue with use there at the yeah. end yeah you think because <laughs> she said if they you think i sound like a republican they were saying no you don't sound like a republican <laughs> you think she sounded confused <laughs> that's insulting <laughs>
I am the funnest mom. I just like damn. I've been tanning since I was born. I just like damn. full show. Did I get to everything? No. I did not. I only tapped the surface. But I hope it uh, was interesting for you. I believe the show was wonderful and funny, but uh, that's me. You sit home and decide. We learned a lot. A couple of little reminders before I leave you. Howard 100. The wrap-up show starts on Howard 101 as soon as our show ends. We have two channels. I love it. Because when I'm in my car listening to me, I like to go back and forth and see what's doing. What you're doing on each channel. Yeah. I can't (laughs) get enough of it. I go, I wonder what I'm up to on each channel. It's wonderful. Uh, Next Wednesday, uh, Paul Simon will be uh, my guest in studio. I love this man. I think he is probably, hmm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably the best lyricist. That ever lived. I had well, a conversation. You, know, you are l- much like Richard Christie, you know, like you. you get into these superlatives and everybody's always, when you're talking about them, the greatest songwriter, the greatest lyricist, lyricist. The most prolific. I thought you were going to say you're so much like Richard Christie and you let male masseuses ch- uh, karate chop your asshole. <laughs> and I was thanking you, but obviously not. No, but anyway, well, Paul Simon. You should, you should stop with the superlatives and just say he's a great songwriter. He's a great lyricist. Do, do I dare take out some lyrics of Paul Simon and read them as poetry? Uh, come on. Come on. Look, he didn't get a Nobel Prize. Bob Dylan. He should. Did. Yeah. Bob Dylan is not as good as Paul Simon as a lyricist. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just telling you what the world is up to. Laughing on the bus. Names with the faces. She said the man in the gabardine suit was a spy. I mean, who could write a lyric like that? I said, be careful. That really happens. Really yeah, but he... All right, listen. <laughs> I was talking to Charlie Puth, the famous musician. Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, I'm very excited. Paul Simon's coming in. He said, Paul Simon is, I hope I don't fuck this up, but he said, hmm, Paul Simon is the most original songwriter ever. I go, well, what do you mean, Charlie? Explain this to me. He said, the reason he's great is, what song was he telling me? He says, Paul Simon 
I think I wrote it down. I don't want to misquote him. And this is like real musical stuff. <clears throat> you know, I don't understand it, but he said he, oh, I think it was either on Slip Sliding Away. He says he starts the song with the bridge. He says, I can't think of another musician who's ever done that. And I go, well, what do you mean? And he started singing it to me. I was on the phone with him, and he started saying, and I went, oh, fuck, you're right. Uh, and I said, is that a big deal? He goes, of course. He goes, because no one's ever done it. Here, I'll see if I, let me see if I can. Slip sliding. You got the very beginning of the song, guys? I hope I got the right song. You know, he, he, you know, this guy, Charlie Booth knows all right this shit. I think you're right about this because it starts yeah. slip sliding away. Not yeah, with any setup. But he starts with the bridge, not the chorus. Not the hook. Hold it. I hope it slips sliding away. I don't know. Could have been another song. See, I shouldn't have even opened my mouth. But anyway. Paul well, Simon's you should have took some notes. <laughs> I think like I did. Elvis. I did take some notes. See, I'm like the Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I wrote it down when he said it, but I was painting when he said it. And oh. I, I, I think I wrote it down on a piece of watercolor paper. You might have painted it into your paint. I think I did. <laughs> Jason, did I send you a note about what Charlie Puth said? No? You did not. And I just double checked no. to make sure I didn't miss it. So. Howard, I've got the song if you want to listen to it, but it sounds like the chorus to me. Let me hear. No, this isn't the right one. Maybe it's... Slip slide. Yeah, you know what it is? Maybe, yeah, maybe it's... Let me think what song you said. It was from... One of the Paul Simon solo records. What's another big Paul Simon song? Mother and Child Reunion. No. No. Loves Me Like a Rock. That's a groove. No. What was his... Another big hit. No. Photochrome. No. God, he's got so many hits. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get the right information. Right. Maybe it's, you know what it is? Maybe still crazy after all these years. Let me hear the beginning of that. Let's see if I can find that one. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Maybe it's this. Is this the bridge? This is the bridge? This is the top. Yeah, but I'm saying. That I don't know. I met my old lover. All right. I can't remember. Yeah. Unless he's talking about the little musical interlude at the very top, but that's so subtle. Well, that's why he said he's a genius. Hold on a second, Robin. Oh, hey, it's Art Garfunkel. How are you, Art? Hey, Howard. Lynn, doing well, guys. You know, I'm free uh, the week of 925. Uh, let me know when to come by. I'll uh, stop by. We can talk about Watermark. <laughs> Anyway, Paul Simon will be here on uh, Wednesday, and uh, can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, what a life! A real, real artist. We need to get that. We need to get that information right, Fred. Come on, absolutely. Talking to a guy who wrote, send somebody a blank check. I'm going to get to the bottom of this yet. What I find interesting is I texted Ronnie saying, "Hey, do you have a Venmo?" 
Or do you have All right, we heard that already. All right. And, Listen, uh, calm so far, down. no answer back. So I'm curious. Look, you had one shot and you blew it. I guess so. I guess, <laughs> I he's, I guess he's an unforgiving person. No, Fred. <laughs> I wasn't sure it was you because it's a new number that you sent me. So uh, I'm, I was thinking it might be somebody else trying no, to same get my number, address. Same number. Same number. Paul Simon next Wednesday. What? Yes, you, John. Right? I, I apologize again if I indeed, indeed, indeed Guys, did do that's that. That's enough. That's enough. All right. John Hine, what do you want to say? You're right. It's still crazy after all these years. That's the bridge. That it starts, starts. That starts with the bridge. Oh, okay. That that little musical introduction that Fred played is the bridge of the song, and then it starts. I see. This is the bridge. That's it. And Charlie Puth says, "This is like the greatest thing that ever happened." Because nobody does this. And now he goes. I met my old right. Lover and that returns in the bridge. Correct. That's the four. That's the part. Right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's why Paul Simon is a genius, according to Charlie Puth, among other things. But he didn't say the greatest genius. That's all I'm saying. Just take the superlative out and give the man his due. Paul Simon is the greatest lyricist that ever lived. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll talk to Paul. We'll see what he thinks about that and other things. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. We got a lot more to go through that we didn't even get to today. Yeah. All right. Get wonder what we'll find out. We found about out about blank checks today. <laughs> oh yeah. What everybody's crazy. giving as gifts is crazy. crazy, crazy stuff here. Learned about your negligees. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs>